three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Does the music fluctuate or is that just my ears? Cheers. I felt like it just fluctuated. I don't know. It's not good. Yeah, yeah, please don't mess with me right now. We're having <laughs> a bad pot day. We're, we're not having a good day. No, not a bad pot day. We're having a bad pot day. This is going to be a rough three hours. We're going to get through it together. It's what we do here on the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you from 3 to 6 on 1450 and 961. The Big X. I'm here. The big guy's here. TK, uh, as always, rocking the Sublime shirt today. You're feeling good. You're looking good. How are you? Doing okay. Doing, doing okay. <laughs> I didn't notice the Arby's. Arby's is here. Were we back with roast beef? Yes, went with roast beef. Two days in a row with roast beef. Well, I was a little behind. Didn't want to. Didn't want to. You know, take a chance on him having to spend five minutes making a chicken breast for the chicken breast sandwich. So, Understandable. You know, you know they got to deep fry that thing. And You've all. complained about the people in front of you in line the last two days. It sounds like today, no hiccups. Nope, nobody in line That's in front good. of me. Nope, it was it was smooth sailing, which is good because again, I got there about two thirty, a little later than usual. We're going to uh, once again today. We're going to be giving away passes to Louder Than Life and Bourbon and Beyond. We're going to have a music themed trivia question today. Ooh, goody! Can, can I help with it? Can I help with it, or do you have it? I've got one in mind. If you want to take over, I'm fine with that, though. Do well at the break. I'll tell you at the break what my question is. You can come up with something better. Well, each ask the intern our question, and whichever one he thinks is easier, we'll go with with the other one. Sounds good. We All should right. have gone over this at the pre-show meeting, which happens uh, every day at you know three oh one. Well, you were you know you were struggling with pots and family. And I, I was. was I was trying to get as many cigarettes as I could before I walked in. I did like so tomorrow and Friday. You're off, so I've got. I said yesterday Keith Wynn's going to come in on Friday. And we'll talk a lot of football. That's going to be fun. But I didn't have anybody for tomorrow. But I've got now Matt McGavick from Louisville Report's going to do it. Okay. And so I'm, I'm messaging with him, and he's talking about, you know, I'm like, eh, you know, kind of the only hiccup is we got to go to the OG studio in Jeffersonville. And he says that actually works for me. I live downtown. It's probably closer than the Taylorsville Perfect. Road studio. And he's like, you know, I, and let me know what time the, the, the pre-show meeting is, and I can drop <laughs> by for that. And I was like, <laughs> hilarious. Was, was he being – Serious? I or? think he was being semi-serious. I didn't know how to break it to him. Like, pre-show he? meeting happens at 2.58 in the parking lot. <laughs> Since the first break. And it's, usually, it's Trevor scrolling through my tweets, and that's about as much like prep as we're going to get on this show. Yeah, when you don't tweet, I'm coming, I come in totally lost. Like, I have no idea what to do. Uh, now, he's been on the show before, though, has he He's not? been on the show. He's not hosted. He's not come in like, in studio. Oh, okay. I was thinking We've that, had him on via phone. Okay. I was thinking that was who was here on your birthday when you had Wood on the phone, though. No, that was Mark Cool. Oh, my bad. Okay. 
Uh, we've yeah, we've had a couple of different people, but he has actually. I've tried a couple of times to get him on. It hasn't worked for. You know, he's a busy man. He's covering. McGavitt covers everything. Like every single gotcha. Louisville game, he's there. He's tweeting from it. He's writing stories. He's a he's a go getter. He's a hardworking man. So we will actually talk sports on the show tomorrow, which right. is going to be a welcome change. I know you you you've tried many a people to replace me when I when I step away. Mm-hmm. It just it you know it's, always you fails. Found that right one. Yeah, never works. Nobody nobody spits in that right that that perfect spot just the, with the. The late when I left. So we'll do once again. I'm not going to tell you today when the trivia question is going to happen. We'll throw it. Well, obviously it's not going to happen this segment because talking just, to me or the listeners. We just said <laughs> that we're going to go over what the question is going to be at the break. So we'll we'll make that happen. So it won't be this segment. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's what I just said. But we do know that so tomorrow nice. how it's going to happen because we we mentioned this yesterday to make sure that we're we're an equal opportunity show. And so for people who can't tune in from three to six or who can't listen to every second of every hour as it's happening live, we wanted to make sure that the podcast listeners get their fair shake. So for tomorrow's drawing, we're going to do a drawing. The way to enter it is two ways. One, tweet at Trevor Kelsey a picture of yourself not smiling. Which, by the way, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's been great. I've enjoyed seeing the responses. And then two, you can email me at MikeRuth5 at AOL.com a picture of yourself not smiling. And several people have already done that. I think uh, I was surprised. I thought the the TK option was maybe a little bit easier, but it seems like you know again, not everybody's on Twitter, so you you sort of forget that sometimes when you're living in a social media world. But a lot of people have reached out via email. Um, several have done the, the the tweet thing. Either way you want to go, you can you can't enter twice. But if you either one of those things are going to enter you for tomorrow's drawing, so that's how we're going to do it tomorrow today. It's going to be music trivia. Uh, I got an email from the winner from yesterday. He was very, very excited. Just wanted to make sure that I, I don't know if he just didn't trust you, but he's like, I talked to Trevor. I gave my info. But <laughs> he's like, he's like, I want to make sure you have my info too because I've never won anything like this, and I want to make sure that I get my pick for the headline. Yeah, he, he he specified that too with me, and I did. Listener, for the record, as soon as you sent it to me on the text line, I forwarded it over to. Uh to, to Dugan, and, 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 and you, I mean, I don't know what to tell you after that. Like, he's my, like, I got, he's like, my I got a confir- clean from this point. <laughs> he's like, I got a confirmation response, and then I didn't hear anything else. Uh, but I just want to make sure that you've got my information. I, basically, he's like, I don't trust Trevor at all, which I understand. I would be insulted if I didn't agree with him. I mean, he listens to the show. That just, mean, that, yeah. that just goes to show that he listens every single day. Just yesterday, he would know that I was close to right when I said that 47% of Americans have been arrested. I still don't. I, I sent you the links. You sent me a link with a a, th- a one-off quote saying, like, by age 23, one in three Americans will no, have been arrested. Mul- multiple sites had the same stat. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I'm going to pull you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't believe the stats. I, I don't believe the numbers. I, I, for example, how many people are here? One, two, three. Who of us have been arrested? <laughs> one out of three. One right there, there it is. baby. Airtight logic. Yeah, I mean, how do, you, how do you argue that, right? There it is. Even though you're not 23 yet, are you, Jacob? Uh, you know, okay. yeah, a little Intern asterisk Jacob. next to it. Intern Jacob's here. <laughs> we're going to turn on his mic at some point. We're, I tell you what we're going to do, because you despise golf. I know. You too yesterday. Despise oh, golf. We're going to have like a quick, we'll let Jacob, Jacob's the golf guy. He's a he's former 8th region golf icon is what people have called him. Uh, we're going to let him talk a little bit about the PGA, which starts tomorrow, because you don't care about it. And I need to let him maybe get some board time here. Maybe I'll just let you talk golf for a segment. I'll go smoke a cigarette. We can do that. I don't know if we can get a full segment out of that, but we can get like we can get a solid five ten. <laughs> All right, I, I served for almost ten years. You don't think it takes any whole segment to smoke a cigarette? I, I got a hot box at him. I've seen you. <laughs> trust me, I've seen you in the parking lot. Yeah, every single day. Uh, we've got uh, other things to get to today outside of golf. We've got 
hey, I think the divisionless thing in ACC football is going to happen. The last hurdle, it seems to have been cleared just now. The NCAA has re- uh, released a statement saying that they're relaxing the restrictions for FBS conference championship games. That used to be the big, I think, kind of hold up because the rule had previously been if you have a conference of a certain amount of teams, I think 12 is the number. Like the Big 12 has been able to get away from it because they have, ironically, 10 teams. Uh, so you play a round-robin schedule, the top two teams get to play in the conference championship game, you don't have enough for divisions. With the ACC, the rule has previously sort of said you have to have two divisions, two division winners play each other in conference championship game. That's the way it has to be. They've now relaxed that. This opens the door for the ACC and what other, other, whatever other league wants to follow suit to get rid of divisions and go with the, the, the solid, just full 14-team standings, take the two best teams or however you want to do it, and let them play in their conference championship game. So we kind of th- thought that this was going to come. This is the last red tape that had to be cut, and here we are. We're going to talk about that. Also, Tyler Harrell, back in the news for eh, kind of shady reasons. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I got confused uh, at that. Uh, yeah, a everybody's bit. confused about it. So we'll talk about that. We've got uh, CBS's annual rankings of the 65 best Power Five conference uh, coaches in college football. Where did Scott Satterfield fall? Where did Mark Stoops fall? Where did Jeff Brom fall? We'll get to all that good stuff. Uh, we won't take another run at Coach K, even though I want to, because I mean, oh come on, I want to, I want to, but I'm not going to do. What did What did he do this time? Well, we're not going to get into it. I kind of want to though. Took uh, 42 million for saying hello. How about U of L baseball last night? Ten to three winners. You were you, you th- game of the nervous. century in Trevor's eyes. Eastern Kentucky comes into town with their vaunted 38 and 19 record. <laughs> Trevor thinks that we're going to get hammered. You act like 38 and 19 is bad. What's Louisville's record? They play in the Atlantic Sun. I'm still. They play in the Atlantic Sun. You got to beat who's in front of you, man. Don't give me that Gonzaga argument crap while they play in the West WCC. Don't, hey, don't throw that at me. Yeah. Different. <laughs> What's Eastern Kentucky's non conference record? Not great. <laughs> not great. Not like Gonzaga. Their RPI not in the uh, the top five. No Louisville, anyway, Louisville takes care of business 10 to 3 last night. No issues whatsoever. They wrap up non conference games. They had, a, you know, we, we talked about how they struggled in the midweek games early in the season. But they were finding ways to win. They ended up eleven and one in midweek games this year, and that includes against some really? some power conference. You opponents. know, I'm gonna ask. Beat UK, beat Vandy, uh, beat uh, beat Indiana. Like they've beat, but they didn't beat who? I don't know. You they're ten and one. You were gonna throw that sound? Uh, it was, expect, it was somebody to bad. Ask who the one was? It, it wasn't Morehead this year, even though it almost was. Uh, it was Morehead last year. It was it was somebody bad early in the okay. season. Um, Which give me reason to be worried about EKU. I think the reason we also got thrown off is remember that the opening weekend series we played like South Florida and Connecticut and lost to them and technically yeah, not. We had, well, that, we had that yeah the trip down to Florida, right? Yeah, and then yeah. we played we put and then our first weekend series was against Dartmouth and we lost a game there, which was embarrassing because they're terrible. Uh, the only midweek loss. Let me scrolling. I mean, scrolling, while you're scrolling. oh Lipscomb, I knew it was somebody bad. Okay, and it was on Bark at the Park night. By the way, what, what conference they play in? Lipscomb. Yeah, the SoCon. Oh, they were Atlantic Sun. Or the Atlantic Sun. You know they were Atlantic Sun? Yeah, I was going to get all cocky. Oh, they are Atlantic Sun. Yes, see? Woo! Damn, that blew up my face immediately. (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. That's the first last time that'll happen. (laughs) Yeah, baby. The first thing. I'm done. I'm out. The first thing on their baseball website is (laughs) is baseball splits doubleheader picks up series win over EKU. (laughs) So they're better than EKU, though. That's true, yeah. Still. Clearly they are, because they beat us and the EKU didn't. Damn, that sucked. That was bad. <laughs> it worked out the way you wanted to, huh? It didn't. 
You're you're nudging me to go pull up RPI numbers, and I'm not going to do it. You're I'm not just, taking the bet. Yeah, you're just going to go back. We're spend thirty minutes arguing the Atlantic Sun. Well, it would t- it would be five <laughs> minutes. I don't want to spend five minutes. All right, I'm not won't. looking it up. So Louisville eleven and one in non-conference uh, midweek games so far. This uh, or I guess not so far in this regular season. Three games left in the regular season. They're all going to be against Virginia this weekend. And again, if you can make it out to the ballpark, uh, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. But this will be. As explosive a series, I think, offensively as you're going to see in college baseball this weekend, two of the top 15 offenses in the country, the number two scoring offense in the country versus the number nine scoring offense in the country. Uh, Both teams have had some issues with starting pitching, but it should be, and again, we're talking regional seating on the line, Atlantic Division title on the line, Coastal Division title on the line, a lot lot at stake at Jim Patterson this weekend. With the day just being moved up a little bit on the weekend series, is is it star Friday, starter on Thursday? Yeah, Jared Poland will pitch tomorrow. Six o'clock, and then the I mean, Friday just one game. Day I figured it would yeah. matter. Yeah. The Friday game first pitch is actually going to be at four p.m. I don't know why they're playing it so early, but they are. And then uh, noon first pitch on Saturday. So set those calendars. Get what ready. time was tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow's game again? Six. Standard. Six, okay. Standard first pitch. Uh, we'll make that happen. Uh, the Thornton Sex Line also, we love hearing from you. It's your damn show as well. 502-414-1450. Text us your, your, your questions, your comments, your topic ideas, your thoughts, your reaction to whatever Trevor is going to say today. All of that at 502-414-1450. And big shout out. I'm going to say today. <laughs> big shout out to our friends over at Thornton's, Kelly Leonardo, Alex Cupper. We love both them. Uh, and we love the fact that there are 1,753 area Thornton's locations. Oh, what? New one popped up. New one popped up. We're, we're up one from yesterday. Yep. That means that, you know, they're always expanding because you don't have that many of anything that's not good. That's If it's good, you're going to have more of them. And that's what, uh, <laughs> it's basic logic. It's what Thornton's does. It's who Thornton's is. And it's why they sponsor our text line. And it's why we love the text line. It's hard to argue with that logic. If it wasn't so awesome, why are they still popping up? Exactly. Just like wrestling leagues <laughs> where you're going right there wrestling i can league. tell you're in a good mood and i forgot it was wednesday oh it's gonna be a fun wednesday night tonight too what's orange cassidy up to? it's uh i don't know if he's gonna he's still coming back from the the shoulder injury so then why do i care um but there are gonna be some uh some owen hart tournament matches tonight including owen hart not, yeah they're doing a owen hart tournament uh in tribute for him okay and then all the proceeds are going to his his widow and everything gotcha. and, and she's actually been showing up so it's been pretty cool and the uh, championship will be at the pay-per-view on uh, the 29th of May. But they're doing the tournament as, as the show. But tonight, uh, we have not one but two Joker entrants. So we got two surprises coming tonight, possibly. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure if it'll be new debuts, but eh, it still should be cool. Some, it'll either be someone debuting new or it'll be somebody coming back who's been gone for a while. Joker entrance. Yes. Tony Khan, the owner of the AEW, has this, this really, like, Las Vegas steam fetish thing going on. Like he loves the, (laughs) he he loves to like use the themes of like, I mean the the pay-per-view and double nothing is always in Vegas, which is May 29th. So, and then he likes doing, uh, he just likes using those kind of gambling themes. Okay. So tonight is a wild card. It's called wild card Wednesday with the two jokers. And then I can't remember what else is on tonight. Can I tell you something that's going to make you very proud of me? I I watched, I'm already proud now. I watched independent of – this was not a you suggestion. This was nothing that you put on my, my table. This is weird because I suggest everything. I know. I watched a, a full like wrestling video that popped up on my timeline yesterday. Really? It was – I think Steve Rummage retweeted it. It was Matt Hardy – the Hardy brothers like lecturing whoever the, the young tag team is for AEW. 
Uh, They're going to this whole thing about how like you guys couldn't have made it like we did back in the day. It was. I mean, I I, I only watched the whole was, thing because were, th- were, were they like long haired uh, skinny dudes? Yeah, that's the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks. That's the program they're kind of heading into, which is assuming they're going to wrestle in the pay per view. They. I kept to. watching because I thought the Young Bucks were going to punch the Hardys in the face. At the the Young Bucks are the best tag team of wrestling right now. Well, that's what next probably short. Maybe the Lucha Brothers are right there with them. But that's right what there. the promo seemed to indicate. Yeah, but I watched the whole thing. It was like four minutes long. Uh, wow, four minutes. Yeah, watch the whole thing. Watch you ought to watch their match. Well, every second. If you're gonna watch a Young Butts match, you gotta watch Young Butts and Lucha Brothers. Which is the Hardy who's like covering his, he's painting his face now. That's Jeff. Why is he doing that? He's always done that. Seems silly. He's, he wasn't doing what I was watching wrestling twenty years ago. Well, yeah, no, I guess he didn't do. It. He went more to that when he went solo in the late in the early two thousands, and he went through uh, a uh, a very long list of uh, drug rehab sprint uh, stints. And, happens. Yeah, he had a very embarrassing moment in a TN. T- uh, TNA pay-per-view against Sting where he was so messed up they just basically had to have Sting force him down or pin him and then end the match right there in like six seconds. Mm. Yeah, he's had some issues, but yeah, that's all. I just <laughs> That's saw, all I got to say about that. <laughs> I just saw one of these on my timeline and I want to like, I'd love to use this as fodder for the show. First of all, why are you watching Steve Rummage videos and not the ones I put out there? I didn't know he'd reach. I just saw it on my timeline. I mean, you just you love Steve Rummage more than me. I love Steve. I love both of you. Well, I mean, okay. You're both great. Um, <laughs> I'd love to like. I'd love to use this as fodder for the show, and I guess I kind of am because I'm, I'm mentioning it. You have a father, but one of the things that annoys me the most is the trend of these like state maps. Like, like United States maps where it's like the best everything in this state, which is it's never based on any sort of data. It's just well, how somebody, do you know that you don't you did you research their research? Well, this, this, this is an opinion thing. So this website or this Twitter account, I don't even know what it is. Those yeah. do those hold those, on. Those are the hold ones on. that get me, though, too. They always get me. I click on them all the time, too. I like, know. who's the guy who does big booner, big game, boom, sooner, booner, whatever, <laughs> who does like the, the best everything. And I should be like pro- like praising this guy because he named me like he did like the best media person for like every and for Louisville like it was me and then it was oh, like wow, the, nice. the best football writer for every and it was me which is a total lie but yeah I was saying when have you ever written for anything but like but everybody keeps tagging me on this stuff and I'm like I don't I don't respect this guy at all he makes terrible lists like I, I don't want to talk about him but everybody like now does this thing where it's like the best in every state and they just it's a shameless ploy to get retweets and likes and, and people looking at their Twitter page so this uh, at Saturday game day. It just popped up on my timeline. Retweet if your team has the best starting QB in the state. And it's got Louisville for the state of Kentucky. Just begging for it. Because, you know, Will Levis now is the number one pick in the in, in America, right? It's yeah. the new thing. I mean, who, who, who's to say Western Kentucky is not a part of this? Well, they, you know, they, who do they have now? I don't even know who they're well, they going to be. Yeah, Zappy, Zappy got drafted by the Patriots like in the fifth round. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, is EKU's quarterback good? You're probably terrified of him. <laughs> Possibly could name who it is. Would you be with our defense sometimes? <laughs> but these, like the maps thing, has to stop. And also, like I don't trust any of the data. Like when they say the most searched porn term in each state, and it's uh, like you love that thing because we talked about that one at one time, didn't we? But like half of them, I guarantee it's like it's like favorite candy of each state. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like, it's like the Kentucky likes mothballs. Like no, no, they don't. Like <laughs> the, the most searched porn term in Kentucky is like zombie porn. I'm like that's there's no way that's accurate. There's, that's just it's not true. Plus and what are you basing this on? Something I won't watch. I don't well, think it's I, weird. <laughs> that was why it was the example, Trev. I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. Anyway, I got distracted. It happens. Uh, <laughs> I can relate. Texas says Big Game Boner. <laughs> was that his name? No, it's Big Game Boomer. I oh, think. I think it's his name. <laughs> I like I like the Big Game Boner better. I was wa- I was walking the dog like last week, and this guy saw. He's like, "Hey, Mike." He's like, "He's like, do you uh, follow Big Game Boomer on uh, Instagram?" And I was like, "God." 
Damn. Like, well, I was like, how about you live in your neighborhood? Like, how about people just yell as you walk to your neighborhood? The worst was the day, <laughs> the day after we got let go, we got laid off from, uh, from iHeart. I felt like a disgraced politician, like going out in public for the first time. Like, I, I'm walking the dog. I get stopped, like, the first three people, like, I know. They're like, hey, man, I'm so sorry to hear about the show. Like, you know, we'll be rooting for you. But the worst was I, I keep walking the dog, and this FedEx driver pulls over in the Eline Library, like, cuts me off, pulls over in the Eline Library. He's like, Mike, I'm rooting for you, man. <laughs> As if I've been, like, diagnosed with cancer or something. Like, I, I mean, like, you know, it's going to be okay. I, I appreciate it, man. And it turned out to be okay. You ended up with me. And look look where I am two years later. I feel like I, I'm... Because I mean, you lived in your neighborhood, what, like three years, four years? My neighborhood now? Yeah. No, we've been there for eight years. Have you been there? Okay. We, we moved been there, there before we got married. I mean, I've been, because I've moved back into my house, give or take same time frame. Okay. But then I also grew up in the neighborhood as well. And you know none of your neighbors. I know like two neighbors, and one of them is Miss Miles, who so there's one door over because she's like my grandmother's age, and, and I've known her my whole life. And my neighbor, Miss Etheridge, because I grew up, and she's lived there my whole life. Not another soul. I was, I was hanging out with neighbors last night. I came I home. Mean, Virginia wanted to swing. With little Maddie from Three Houses Down came down. She's hanging out with me. She's telling me about her day at kindergarten. It was great. I got I got the mailman listening to the show. I don't even remember. <laughs> you've already forgotten the mailman's name. I'll never forget when I met Nick Coffey and his. I don't know if you've ever met JD, his cousin, who does a lot of contributes with him a lot. So I've interacted with him. I've never met him personally. Like the second day he's on the show, he comes in. He's like, "Hey, neighbor." Turns out he lives at the end of my street. Oh my <laughs> no clue. Well, I was like, hey, he moved out a few months later, but not, not, not the point. I mean, Trev, like, <laughs> you, you spend half the show talking about how you never go outside, and then you're like, I can't believe I don't know any of my neighbors. This is so I, weird. I mean, I guess I kind of know them, but I know their names. Like, I know, like, the uh, there's the hot blonde with the little dog. Well, that's that's, there's, 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 that's not how this works. I wouldn't start with that. Yeah, I mean, I know her. I've seen her walking around. There's the one that lives HBLD. like HBLD. There's a chubby girl that always tries to bump cigarettes off okay. me when I get out okay. of the car. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's an interaction at least. <laughs> I mean, I'm like Michael Scott with my neighbors. That's how I know who they are. I'm like naming them, giving them nicknames by their appearances. Unlike my neighbors, I hope they don't listen to the show. Because if they do. Well, things, how would they know who I am? I don't just got super awkward. Except for the mailman. Maybe they, well, the mailman knows. He's probably. I can't remember if his name was Jimmy or Timmy. Well, he also knows now that you don't tip him for, for all of I told him next time I see him, I'll tip him. Texas Big Game Boomer sucks, but I can appreciate how he lives to troll Clemson fans. Does he? Like I, I feel like I just kind of push him out of my. He's life. an Oklahoma guy, right? Well, yeah, not just a clever name. I, just, I, okay, I didn't. Well, I didn't know if he was that was the case or if he was just like stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what's going on. By the way, uh, he lives in like he lives in Iowa. And he's like <laughs> something. Since we're getting all the nonsense out of the way in the first segment, which you know, yeah, right. Way to start off on the right foot, as always. Five o'clock hours when I ran. We got to give a shout out to my boys, Lance, last night. Take care of business. Oh, yeah. 2-1, two, 2-3-2, one, two, three, two, something three, like two. that. 3-2 yeah. in overtime. I fell asleep in overtime. I didn't know it went to overtime. <sighs> so bad. It they, was one nothing, and I changed the channel. I kind of forgot about it. I was going to be super, super upset if they lost because they dominated that game. They had no, it had no business going to overtime. They completely – after the first part of the first period, they controlled everything. They yeah. should have scored more. Um, but finally – they break through in overtime. I woke up like with the TV still on in the middle of the post game show, and they were. I was like 
please God, tell me that. And like finally, they show the game-winning goal. I was like, okay. I'm surprised. It's too bad they're not like uh, the basketball on TNT where you fall asleep and you wake up and the replay's on. Yeah, that's, I've, I've, I've had that happen before. I've done that before multiple times where I fall asleep during a game, wake up, and it's like almost at the exact same spot where I fell asleep, except now it's 3 in the morning. And on that front, uh, our <laughs> NBA predictions at the end of the show stayed hot. We both picked the Celtics to win. Oh, man, that was whew, the first the time I that. The first time I turned the game on after I got uh, Virginia down to sleep, I turned the game on, and I'm like, all right, let's see. Let's see if my run of, I think, missing every single NBA playoff prediction can continue. And I turned it on. They're like, they're talking to Eric Spolster before the start of the fourth quarter. Like, you guys scored, uh, went on a 23 to 2 run there yeah, in the third quarter. Third. I was like, son of a, like, unbelievable. The first half was Boston. Third quarter, just Miami blew them out to the point when the third quarter ended, I got distracted because there was uh, on something on KT, it was a Lionel Richie uh, tribute concert. So who, I got, who wouldn't be distracted by a KZ Lionel <laughs> Richie contract? Well, I mean, compared to the fourth quarter of that game. That's why you're the best in the biz. So I flipped over to that, and then by the time I, it was over, I, I forgot, you know. I mean, I got to see Luke Bryan perform Lady. It, I guess it shouldn't blow my mind this deep into his career, but I can every time I see Jimmy Butler have a night like he did last night. Still a good player, yeah. I can't get over like how just okay he was at Marquette. I mean, we played that man – all three years he was there, and he was. was ju- he a, I thought he was a well. He's he a was a JUCO, juco. Yeah, okay. but I think he played for three seasons at Marquette after that. Okay, that's not my game. I knew which, it was a JUCO, which again, like kind of lends itself to the point. He played three years at Marquette after being a JUCO. Like, and like you would have assumed with him putting up the numbers he's putting up for the best team in the Eastern Conference that he would be, would have been a guy who, you know, playing in the one and done era, won two years in college most, and no, like he was. I never. I remember when we played those Marquette teams because they were they were pretty good. Yeah. I never once thought like that's a future NBA star. Like I, I never once thought that's a future NBA starter. Like, I mean, he was a very late first round pick. I think like twenty six, roughly twenty five, maybe. He was. He was late twenty, mid to late twenties. I know that thirtieth overall. I went thirtieth. <laughs> I was close to the bottom. I mean, I mean, if you just hadn't said I know that, you would have been right. Well, I, I knew you was, technically were, were right. Yeah, he was late first round. I knew just that. The yeah. phrase he made it funny. Six time uh, NBA All Star. Yeah, he developed. I mean, he's thirty. What thirty two, thirty three now at this point too, as well. So thirty two. Yeah. I mean, he's now at the with <laughs> good players are at the peak in between thirty and thirty five. Uh, some peak long before it, but but the good ones do. And he's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like Jimmy Butler. I don't. I wouldn't put him on a pedestal, but he's a. He's a good. He's a good player. But, fine, but like my point is, as a sophomore at Marquette, he averaged five point six points and three point nine rebounds. Mm, per late game. developer. He averaged fourteen point seven points and six point seven rebounds the next year. Even as a senior, when he was like, I guess the best, playing at the best of his college ability, he averaged fifteen point seven points per game and was All Big East honorable mention. He never made first, second, or third team All Big East. I think Paul George wasn't. Didn't he make uh, Missouri Valley, uh, whatever conference he came from Fresno State? Didn't he make their conference either? Yeah, I mean, he, those types of uh, of things always astound me. Though. I mean, yeah, and he was like, he was one of those guys who was like, it's either going to be feast or famine. Yeah, like, he's got he, the he ability. Was, yeah, I remember when the Pacers drafted him. I was like, who the bleep are this this guy? The the biggest example, and this is me as a you know college basketball nerd who follows the NBA but doesn't follow it nearly as closely as I do college and I kind of have this tendency to think like guys who are really really good in college are going to be good in pros and guys who are just kind of whatever players in college like every now and then there's, there's an exception yeah there's more exceptions to the decent in college better in the pros though than for sure yeah you're totally right but like I'll never forget when they announced Russell Westbrook because he was what the the number two overall pick his year or no? yes he was two or three no he went to I believe it was two yeah no yeah yeah 
they t- they end up taking James Harden three like the next year, like or vice versa. I remember thinking you're going after the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Like, is defense that big of a deal in the NBA now? He was the sixth leading scorer on UCLA's freshman year and did not lead them in scoring his sophomore year. Well, he played behind Darren Carlson, if I remember right, didn't he? And um, Aaron Afalo. Aaron Afalo was there, too. Who both went late in the first round and had good careers, by the way. They did. They were were role players. But it was just like, you know, it's one of those things where I I get taken a flyer on a guy, but like top five pick, like, uh, blew my mind. And sure enough, like, they know what they're talking about. I don't. I mean, now... That can be like what was the the was it last year's draft the year before where Florida State kept having all their bench players getting drafted in the top five it felt like like Patrick Young got drafted like number four and and sometimes there are and then there was the Marvin Patrick Williams Florida okay who was the one the Florida State guy that got drafted they've before? had like seventeen yeah the and, and they haven't really developed very well either by the way uh, Marvin Williams another example of a guy that like was on uh, the sixth man on that North Carolina championship team. Averaged what like nine points a game as a freshman off the bench. Like I'm looking at, at number two in the draft. I'm sorry, I can't let go of this. Like I'm not. I'm looking at Russell Westbrook. No, the 2010-11 Marquette team. Not only do they have Jimmy Butler, they had Jay Crowder on that team. I thought and Jay Crowder was a transfer uh, JUCO as well. By the way, he was. But but like yeah. I was thinking, they also had famously the guy who I refer to as the fat guy a few years, uh, months ago on the show. Some Anthony Henry or Devonte Gardner because oh, I couldn't right. remember his name oh, yeah. and I was like he's I'm like somebody help me out with this. He is and I was like. I can't phrase this any other way. He was the fat guy on those Marquette teams. Wasn't that fat? He was, he was fat. But, I mean, like, chunky. you, you look at those rosters, they had, like, Vander Blue, Junior Cadogan, Jamil Wilson. Like, I thought all of those guys were going to be potentially better pros. And that Marquette team overall, they lost 15 games. They went 9-9 nine and nine in the Big East. They weren't good. No. It's, I don't know. It's not an exact science. What are you doing, Buzz Williams? Are you really now Orlando? Good now Orlando's got to try to figure it out since they got the number one pick. Pacers getting screwed again by the lottery right. as usual. Good tease. I, I do. I want to talk about that because you are a draft lottery guy. You're upset about the Pacers. I think the draft this year is interesting. I think the lottery was interesting last night because it's the first time in a long time where there's a legitimate debate over who the number one pick is going to be. And I think that it's at least as of right now. We'll probably get to a point right before the draft where everybody knows who it's going to be. But as of right now. I think there's genuine confusion on who it is and who it should be. I want to talk about that after the break. I also want to get into this Tyler Harrell stuff. Could he potentially be on the move to another uh, bag drop school coming up? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll talk about that after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Mike Rutherford Show, Wednesday edition. Trevor rocking the Pearl Jam today. I don't have a Pearl Jam shirt, though. So, Actually, I used to. I had the album 10, their debut album. I had the T-shirt for that when I was in Westport Middle, but I don't think that fits me anymore. 
Pearl Jam, <laughs> one of the headliners you can pick for Louder Than Life slash Bourbon and Beyond in our Pick the Headliner contest, which continues on all week long. Did We're going to hit you with a trivia question today at some point between now and six. who I would pick, by the way. Who would you pick? Uh, I'd have to pull it up again. I don't even... I would do Pearl just because that's, that's the one band on the list that I haven't seen. Because I've seen Alice in Chains. I've seen Kiss. Not a big Kiss fan anyway. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers would be cool because I haven't seen them, but I probably enjoy Pearl Jam more, so... That would probably be the one I'd have to go to. Let me see again. I gotta see if I can pull some strings with that one. Maybe. You know. So louder than life. Because um, I'm not a big festival guy anymore, but I could I could see myself sucking it up for one last uh, hurrah to go see Pearl Jam at Bourbon and Beyond. One last hurrah. You're 42. <laughs> <laughs> you're acting like you're. Right. <laughs> it's my last chance. My days are numbered here. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I would probably go with. Well, this is last year's last life lineup. What do you the last? What do you got? Time machine back there too, as well, Mister Peabody. Um, I'd probably go Chris Stapleton and the Doobie Brothers. Well, Stapleton's gone because that went to our. I think our listener yesterday who wanted to. Win. I, I look. <laughs> you're not supposed to say that, but I'm just telling you. I would pick. I don't know. Actually, I don't know that. Do we? Have, I don't know if that's how it works with us or not. If it's like, if everybody can pick the same day or not. I didn't. I forgot to ask Duke in those details. I like the. Like the the Pearl Jam, the secondary lineup, I like those bands a lot more. Like I, I like Cold War Kids a lot. No. I like Drive By Truckers. I've heard of them. <clears throat> we used to have an intern good. that was they was a big fan of theirs. He would always play their songs when I'd let him run the board. Which one, Drive By Truckers or Cold War? Drive Kids? By Truckers. Okay. Shout out to Matt Kemp. I like St. Vincent too. So not familiar with them. And then Hellmouth's playing on Friday night. Ooh, Berkeley. I like them. Yeah, that, they but support local. They're, I guess they're a different because the girl left the She's group. Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we discussed this. Yeah, she hasn't come back. Kate uh, Toopin or Toppin. Yeah, I forget her name. She, her new single is, is good. I say new. It was like three months ago. I think it was called Astronaut. I like I it. I think I meant to look that up because I, I want to say we had this discussion at one point before. And you, we you, probably did. Yeah, you said the same thing. We probably did. It's uh, by the way, it, <laughs> it's apocalyptic out there. I was outside for the first time. I was like, is it like ten thirty? It got really dark out of nowhere. Is and it? we have, according to my guy, Mark Weinberg, who everybody knows I'm obsessed with, uh, it is a lightning fest with these storms, especially south of 64 this afternoon. So don't go outside. Okay. Have you ever been close to being struck by lightning, Trev? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. It happened one time to me. I mean, like, I guess I, I say that as like, how could you not be aware of it? I don't know. Maybe if I'm like driving and it hits, I mean. I think you'd probably know. I think I would know, yeah. We were... Actually, fun fact: We were swimming at the house of current New York Yankees hitting coach Dylan Lawson. You just wanted you just wanted to find a way to name drop that, didn't you? Well, no, but this is, we were. I'm surprised you'd be like first place, leading the league in home runs and hey, batting average. He's killing it right coach. now. <laughs> gave one of the worst interviews I've ever heard. Could not have. I gave him crap right away when I saw it. I'm How's like, he not been on this show, by the way? Well, we broke the news that he was. Like, if you want Yankees news. <laughs> You come to the Mike Rutherford Show in Louisville, Kentucky. We were the first to have that he was going to be named the hitting coach for the New York I Yankees. do want him to do well there because I want him to be retained because I feel like me asking you to ask him for tickets for me to a Blue Jays Yankee game is too early now. I need to wait till year two. Yeah, like, probably. Next year, I think I can, I, can, I can pull that string. You can make it happen. Yeah, this year it's a little too early to do that yet now. And give you all this Yankee gossip that you want. <laughs> Joey Gallo, super weird. He's got to be know. better than the last Yankee guy I knew that wouldn't let me have that Dave Winfield autograph. You know, he had six of them on the wall. So we were like riding bikes back from his house to my other buddy Weber's house. And right, like we're like doing this, like it's, it starts pouring. And we like put like goggles on, we're like, oh. And right when we get into his house, like literally haven't closed the door lightning hits the yard like red flash as it hits loudest thing i've ever heard in my life it was terrifying 
But that's the close I've ever come. That sounds terrifying. It was not fun. It was not good. Not great. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the NCAA had just released a statement saying that it was changing the way that it's doing uh, the, I guess, the parameters for having a conference championship game at the FBS level. And the Pac-12, like 30 seconds after that announcement, has already announced they're changing the way that they do their conference championship game. It's now going to be between the two teams with the best winning percentage in the conference. <laughs> Doesn't everybody play the same amount of games? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't, what are you going to do? I mean, is it fancier to say winning percentage and just say best conference record? I guess. I, 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 I mean, doesn't aren't isn't that aren't that six and one half dozen though? I mean, when, if you have this, I guess not because you could have a better winning percentage if you like. What if you missed a game? So you had you could have one less loss than another team because you played one less game, therefore have a better winning percentage. Yeah, it's the it's the Pac twelve. Who knows? I don't. Know. I was thought you were going to say who cares, but that too. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to go in with it. The NCAA has also announced that it will allow teams to sign more than twenty-five players per class for the next two years, as long as the school does not exceed eighty-five scholarship players overall. So that's another big change. 85, that's a lot. 85, well, that's always been the rule. Is it okay? But 25, it used to be like that was a the end-all, be-all cap. And I, I guess it's going to be after these next two years. But because the, the current roster situation is so bizarre with the extra year allowed by the NCAA per COVID, I guess they're saying we're giving you an opportunity if you've had a bunch of guys use the transfer rule, if you've had a bunch of guys use the – you, know, you weren't able to fill a max class the last couple of years because you had more guys staying for extra years than you thought, then we're going to let you correct that. We're going to let you course correct with big classes these next two years, and then after that, we're going to go back to business as usual. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We'll see. Yeah, you don't sound too confident in that statement. I mean, they have no idea what they're doing. Let's be real. The Pac-12? No, the NCAA. Oh, well, that too, yeah. No idea what they're doing. <laughs> Let's talk about Tyler Harrell real quick. This is another one. I don't know who the hell's going, who knows what the hell they're doing. I don't either. Like this is this is a, a very strange deal. So, I saw your tweet, and I'm like, it took, it's like this is. I'm not awake enough to like comprehend this. I'll, I'll wait until the show. So Tyler Harrell famously was the Louisville wide receiver who speedster, fastest guy on the team. Yeah, was showed stolen. A lot, showed a lot of promise last year. Probably should have had the ball thrown his way a little bit more, but that's neither here nor there. And this spring, after we lose um, a, a couple of guys to transfer, most notably Jordan Watkins. You're thinking this is the new number one receiver, and he's in the spring game, and I use game in air quotes. He made the <laughs> he made the best play of the of that event. He made an over the shoulder catch on a deep throw by Malik Cunningham that was fantastic, and I think everybody got excited seeing that. And then, you know, we're on the show what a week later, and it's a Friday. I remember it vividly, and the rumors are already out there, and a couple people texting like, "Have you heard anything about Tyler Harrell in Alabama?" And I'm like. Yeah, like everybody's heard about this. Everybody's heard the same thing, which is that Alabama is actively recruiting Tyler Harrell through back channels and NIL deals. I think was it a Thursday, the week before it was announced, he was in the reporters when we brought it up on the show. I literally just no, you said the week before, but I'm trying to. I know that I just said it. I think it was a Friday. No, it was it was either Thursday or Friday. I can't remember yet. Okay, (laughs) shut up. Just not listening. I'm replying to a tweet that somebody texted me. Goes, hey, just remember, how mouth was in the OG studios. Oh, they were. I told you this. Well, we both have told this each other stuff feel? that we forget. Yeah. I remember I told you, I showed you the video. I sent it to you. I don't remember that at all. Are you sure that happened? <laughs> yes. I don't remember getting that video at all. Because I smoked cigarettes with them on the patio. I don't remember that either. <laughs> Damn pots. Taking take everything No, away just cigarettes. Um, so we, we, I'm like, yeah, I've heard this. Neither of us are paying attention to either one. Ty, I know, and I'm actually talking on the radio. <laughs> Tyler Harrell was not in the transfer portal at this time, which is what made this you know, sort of shady. 
And everybody kind of sees the writing on the wall. If Bama's coming after one of your guys, look, let's be real. Bama can get him. So I think it was five days later, Tyler Harrell announces he's going to the transfer portal. A day after that, Tyler Harrell announces he's going to visit Alabama. Sometime after that, Tyler Harrell announces he has committed to Alabama. Clear tampering, whatever. Scott Satterfield calls out Nick Saban. Nick Saban says, I know nothing. Uh, how dare you How dare <laughs> you, you say like, this? You got to do like, like Hogan's hero guy. I know nothing. How dare you tell me that <laughs> 3 plus 3 equals 6? That, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And then yesterday, apparently, people found out, because Tyler Harrell I mean, signed, signed, sealed, delivered. It's a, it's a done thing. He's in Tuscaloosa. He's on the roster. He's getting ready for fall camp, all that stuff. As of yesterday, Tyler Harrell has been removed from the official Alabama roster. And you may say, What's up with that? I was I did say what's up with that. There are many people who are speculating that because I guess a, a Texas wide receiver, I'm not even Ajayi Hall. I, I'm not even familiar with this guy. I'm not either. I, which I, I I mean, how am I I've never heard of him. Well, regardless, he has removed all of his tweets and Instagram posts about joining the Texas team. Uh, he's a wide receiver. He was supposed to play a big role for them, and there are many people in Austin and the surrounding areas who believe that Tyler Harrell is going to end up getting a bag from Texas now. There's also a weird dynamic now with Louisville fans who are like, do we want this guy back? Like, he's still technically on the UofL roster on gocards.com. And the answer is, yeah, are you dumb? Like, like I mean, <laughs> I don't care if he's trying to get bags from everybody in the world. He's very good. We need wide receivers. Welcome him back with open arms. Malik Cunningham clearly, I think, wants him back. When he announced that he was leaving for Alabama, Cunningham tweeted something along the lines of, like, we could have been like a dynamic duo or it could have been a great team. I think if you ask Malik Cunningham if he would welcome Tyler Harrell back, there's no question about it. But the thing with Texas is super bizarre. Like, like is this going to become a new trend where you have guys openly accept NIL deals, sign with programs, and then be like, well, no, te- Texas is going to give me 100000 more. I'm going to Austin. I'm going there instead. I mean, it's May 18th. We're, we're not that far away from the start of the season. Can Tyler Harrell learn five playbooks in the span of four months? Well, in fairness, I mean, his only play is just going to be like run deep and try not to get stopped in the line of scrimmage. I mean, look, you're not entirely wrong. I mean, it's just not really, I mean, it's not like he's got to learn like, <laughs> like the, the level four of route running over here. He's not, not expecting him to be St- uh, Stephon Diggs out there. I mean, he just. Get off the line of scrimmage and go really fast as far as you can go. I just love how, like, when you you, know, you Twitter search, it's all these. I don't know how everybody knows this. Like all these Texas fans who are like, "What's up with Tyler Harrell?" Like, like, oh yeah, we lost, uh, we, we lost Ajayi, uh, but we're gonna get Tyler Harrell now. I'm like, how? Like, how how does up. everybody know about this? There's no published <laughs> reports about any of this. Nobody's writing about this, and yet somehow everybody seems to know. Ajayi actually played for seven games last year for Alabama. Caught four catches for 72 yards, no touchdowns. Was a four-star recruit so who Texas- also ran track. He's six three, two hundred pounds. Well, track star would seem to indicate that's why you would want to replace they, I think him he, with Harold. Yeah, I think he's the guy that well, they were hoping Hall to probably replace Jameson Williams, who's also, what, 6'2", 200 pounds, speedster as well. So is, Texas, is this how NIL is going to work? Texas, like every time they have a vacancy, they're like, let's go to Bama's roster. Let's, let's, let's see who we can pay a lot of money to come play for us. I mean, Bama took Williams from Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, it's just now, it's getting to the point where it's just going to be it's just gonna be like your five, six, like most popular big schools just trading kids off left and right. This is high school all over again. It's just gonna be like a food chain. Like the popular kids trading off the cheerleaders. I mean, it's, I, and I get nothing. I'm just back there sitting there going, ah, this sucks. <laughs> it's Milton Wright academically ineligible. That's where we are. 
I mean, come on. Bring him here. All these West Coast kids. Hey, speaking of high school, Wagner didn't produce. Well, didn't. Oh, yeah. Update. Speaking of not scoring in high school. Update from the Wagner, Kel- Wagner got The Kelsey-Rutherford rivalry. Trinity <laughs> takes care of Wagner in district tournament play last night. 15 to nothing in four innings. Uh, is, that, is that when they cut it off, or is that, is that like the limit you're allowed to go, the, the minimum? I think that's the minimum. Okay. I think four innings is the that's the run rule Cause, minimum. Because I was kind of bragging. I was like, we made it four innings. Well, the amazing thing was Wagner beat Seneca the day before, and you and I were texting. I'm like, how bad did Seneca get? Seneca was not terrible when I was in high school playing. I mean, I assume that maybe I'm, I'm just assuming that Trinity is really that good. And they're good. They are good, yeah, because it's them and Mayo pretty much, isn't it? So well, St. Oh, St. Yeah, well. St. Right. beat, uh, they beat Trinity in their, their head-to-head game. This I year. knew Mayo beat Trinity, upset Trinity earlier this year, though. That's why they I did? Was, yeah. I just knew that, remember, because St. X had the kid pitch who beat Trinity in their, which they don't play at Slugger Field anymore, which is silly. Boo. But he beat Trinity and then committed to L that night, which was the left-handed pitcher, which I thought, hey, hell of a night, man. Hell of a night. You know what's had a hell of a night? Me, when I played Slugger Field. And had the highest batting average in the history of the stadium. True story. One, yeah. for, one for one, two walks. It's I, not a big deal. I believe it's. I don't listed, bring it up that often. It's still listed in their record books. It has to be. It can never be tops. Highest on base percentage, highest batting average in the history of that stadium. I wish I owned a record for something. And we did run rules the next in that game. D- Ooh. We did. Just, now, did they come back and beat us in region in a huge upset? Yeah. I don't remember that. Did it break my heart? Do I think about it daily? No. <laughs> but it was not cool. <laughs> yeah, just bring it up now. I thought you were going to say You would take Harold back in a heartbeat, though, the swing back to football, right? With zero hesitation. Yeah. And this is the way the game's played now. Like, I'm not going to fault a kid for trying to take advantage of the new system. Would you be okay if someone's not wanting him back? Would you, would you understand, would you, would you, can you understand their reasoning for his teammates for sure? Like, yes, yeah. If you're going into the offseason thinking, like, we're in this together, you know, brothers in arms, like, let's, let's right the wrongs of the last couple of years, and a guy just bounces because he gets some money to go play for Alabama, I would assume that most people would have the Travion Cooley. Remember Travion Cooley's tweet where he's like, can't you just be happy for people? Damn. <laughs> like, I like mean, after Satterfield I, called I'm thinking that, yeah. I mean, if I walk in the locker room, Harold, and, and uh, again, I, I really don't expect him to return, but I don't either. Uh, yeah, I would, I mean, my first thing, if I'm, if I'm, Harold would be like, listen, any one of you all would do the same thing. And I think that— Including you, Malik. I think most people on the team would have that—would would be understanding. Yeah. But if there was a, a couple of guys, or if there were a couple of guys who didn't, I would understand that. I, I think that they they would be in the minority, but it's Bama, and it's money. Like, like what, do you, what do you want me to say? Like, this is— <laughs> It's, it's the name of the game. I mean, it's big-time college athletics. You get into big-time college athletics with the hope of becoming a guy who's going to get paid a significant amount of money to play a game. If you have that opportunity to do it in college at the most prestigious program in the country, there are what, like a handful of guys who maybe wouldn't take that opportunity? I, I don't know why. I just <laughs> When you said your reasoning, like, it's Bama. It's money. I, like, my, my mind went to this weird, like, random, like, Big Bang Theory scene where Penny was getting mad at Leonard for sleeping with a girl. He's like, let me defend myself. She's like, okay, why? He goes, she let me. <laughs> that was his defense. <laughs> that's how I feel like yeah, it's money. <laughs> it's relatively straightforward. Like, that's that's it. Now, if he, if he has had a change of heart or, like, that would be the only question I would have is what happened? Like, why... They feel why are you gone? They're getting their other guy back, and they think he's more. Is it on their potential? End? Is yeah. it did the NIL deal fall through? Is did he do something that they didn't like? Like, what exactly took place? <laughs> it's be an awkward conversation too. All these guys, like this Ta- whole like Tyler, talking about all this stuff is awkward. You just this is awkward. Um, 
here's the thing. Um, Hall, he wants to come back. So I feel like I'm talking like from um, office space over here. I'm going to need you to head back out to Louisville. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to go have to play for Scott Satterfield again. <laughs> You can you can keep the car for the rest of the week. <laughs> I've got some bad news to report. Oh no. Maybe bad news. Bad news for me or bad news for you or bad news for Jacob. Bad news for the basketball community of Louisville. Kentucky and Louisville fans alike. Oh, they canceled that game. I mean, just walked all over. <laughs> I just I could tell when you saw You it. just stomped all over that. <laughs> the reveal. I'm sorry, we're going to tease it for the next hour. Yeah. <laughs> the scheduled game next Friday between uh, being billed as DJ Wagner versus Reed Shepard, um, it's off. Not what? Going, not going to happen. I said DJ Wagner versus Reed Shepard. I mean, Aaron Bradshaw, the five-star center that Louisville uh, in Kentucky now are both on his final seven list, is also playing in that game or was also going to be playing in that game. And this is, according to Purvis Ellison, who kind of was was spearheading this whole thing, is due to, to the infamous. I mean, I love when this phrase gets oh. tossed out there. What do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. I, I, I'm curious who's going. He's going to blame probably Reed Shepard's team. I assume scheduling conflicts. Oh, wow, yeah, that's that's a nice. The way. best vague way to cancel something that you know you don't want to happen for whatever reason. Uh, here's the quote that How he can have a schedule conflict. It's been scheduled. By the way, who do you think? What broke? is the conflict? If I'm talking about Purvis Ellison giving news, who do you think broke the story? Oh, I have no idea. There's somebody I should know. Yeah, Rick Bozich. Oh, did he know? Yeah, all these guys. I mean, this is the this is both like Bozich is thriving right now. He nods. The quote from Ellison to Rick Bozich of WDRB was: "Unfortunately, it was just a scheduling conflict that we couldn't work out. I know fans will be disappointed, but you'll still be able to see DJ and our team all weekend. They're participating at the EYBL event. So you scheduled it, you announced it, then you realized there was a conflict." We don't know what the conflict was. I mean, that's, that's so. Is that is that's like the the my account was hacked? Lamest version of an excuse. My account was hacked yesterday. By the way, we talked about it on the show. No, we didn't. My my Chase account. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that not yeah. Twitter. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, because he said Twitter. Yeah, your Chase account was hacked. But. Ellison continued. Uh, they're already talking about trying to schedule a game between their high school teams at a showcase event in Louisville during the high school season. Hopefully that can happen. That would be great. There's no way that happens. If they can't get this worked out, you're not going to get Reed Shepard's high school team from out in the state to play a team from New Jersey in the city of Louisville. No way. Who do you think chickened out of this? I, don't, I honestly don't know. Someone chickened because don't give me the schedule conflict crap because we know that's not true. You don't announce something and then say like a week later, oh, my bad. We forgot. We double booked. I'm going to say this. Maybe it makes me a bad fan. There's a part of me that's glad it's not going to happen because I think Kentucky fans would have been like – they would have far outnumbered U of L fans oh, with this I, thing. I'm guaranteed that. Because actually. one, they have a player who's actually committed playing in the game. Reed Shepard, you know, he's going to Kentucky. He's a legacy. People have been talking about him forever. There's a reason to show out without hesitation. Two, like Kentucky fans just kind of show up to this thing more than Louisville fans do. It's 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 sort of a fact. There would be a strong Louisville contingent. I think there would be a stronger Louisville contingent had DJ Wagner, if DJ Wagner or Aaron Bradshaw were committed to U of L. The fact they're uncommitted is more reason to show up, though. You'd think, but like. I, like we know how this works. Like UK fans, they've been all in recruiting forever. They show up to these types of things more. Um, I, I just think I mean, it would have been not not the best look for. You I know it's fans. dated and slightly irrelevant, but I just remember like when Jamal McGlure was undecided going into the Derby Classic, and Louisville and UK were both on his list. And I mean, it was just. I mean, it, it felt like eighty percent Kentucky fans in that, and Freedom Hall just rooting for him to go to Kentucky. And which I think it kind of would have been the same thing here. Yeah, I mean, and, and what, of course, he ended up at Kentucky, which by the way, I like Jamal McGlure. 
uh, from Canada, Blue Jays fan. Joey Baker's in the transfer portal, by the way, from Duke. Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking uh, the the Baker, the, the Kentucky's former Baker. I'll never forget. We had a podcast episode where I fam- right before we played Duke, where I was like, Joey Baker is the least scary basketball player. I think he's missed his last twenty seven threes. Like there's no, like he sucked, and he comes out and just drills one around, and like he almost hit the game winning shot when we won at the Yum Center. My media air quotes career flashed before my life like, when he hit that i was like i'm gonna I, I can't do anything anymore the website's done the podcast is done i'm never going back to radio if joey baker makes the shot i'm hanging it up i'm done remember when he got in uh, darius perry's face vaguely he for like a split second and then he was like okay bad idea joey baker get out of my face if joey baker came here I'd jerry be, paris is so i don't want joey baker i know we need guards i don't want joey baker stay away from louisville joey we are going after 2023 guard we are point guard I saw that. We're going to talk about that. Come I saw that, break. too. A.J. Johnson. I saw it that you saw it. Yeah, yeah I know you did. We've also got a <laughs> list of uh, Matt McGavick, who's going to be on the show with me tomorrow. He's put out a list of uh, transfer guards that Louisville could potentially be targeting. Guys outside of the names that we know, like Malachi Smith and Imani Bates and uh, Tyrese Hunter. We'll talk about that coming up in hour number two. Uh, we'll also get into this NBA discussion, and we're going to let uh, intern Jacob take the mic for a little bit and talk some PGA golf, and Trevor will go have a smoke break. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's coming up after the break. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We'll take your thoughts as well. All that coming your way in the 4 o'clock hour here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. like this song a lot. I like Pearl Jam a lot. Hearing it still gives me PTSD from freshman year of college. Because <laughs> the, the guys who lived on our dorm floor, these two kids from Chicago, who the most Irish, like it was like a Dostachio and Coffee were their names, and they would play Pearl Jam at 3 in the morning every GD night. And like I, I had 8 a.m. class, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you know, you'd be, we'd finally get to sleep, we'd watch, you know, some stupid carts, like Family Guy or something, and like yeah. me and my buddy would go to sleep, and like sure enough, like all of a sudden you hear, and I was like, oh my God, please turn it. it may, they single-handedly made me hate the Cubs. I'm pretty sure that's alive. <laughs> you just try to it's every Pearl Jam song. It's every oh. song that they played. You'd hear it faintly and then louder and louder and louder. I'm like, oh my God, buy headphones. You're driving like, me crazy. I just can't get past the second day. I think we were here and you had Ramsey come in and he's like, I hate Pearl Jam. I'm John, like, John does not like Pearl I'm Jam. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> and Trevor's just head just exploding in the other room. Also, like, I think it was... I, he, it started when he predicted nine wins, and you were like, oh, no. I look over at Trevor. He's like, he's like furious. And then he says the Pearl Jam thing, and you're just like about ready to break the glass. Like, I'm glad I'm, I'm producing your show, not you're in his show. You Maybe, actually, you, you imagine been, if I'd been on, I mean, if I'd been with you two at both the same time, I mean. You would have been a fantastic producer for the Ramsey and Rutherford show. I, you think I would have driven him insane, though? He would have hated you. Oh, I, I believe that. He would have absolutely hated you, and I would have loved it. It would have been great radio. <laughs> it would have been fantastic radio. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I guess hatred is makes for good radio, right? Yeah, we used to do a morning show with uh, Rashawn Myers and uh, Jeff Mason, and they just did not like each other. 
I can't, it, see, I can't imagine doing a show with somebody that I just like, did not like. They, no, they just did not like to the point where one of my favorite Mason to this day swears he did not do it on purpose. Okay. But we used to, like, now you... At the studio, there, you know, you have to key, you have to use a key to get in, but there's a bolt on the other side, you know, inside that you can lock it, and you know, if you want to, blah blah blah. But it used to be where you had to use a key to lock to oh, oh, unlock and lock it from both either side. Uh-huh. And I guess Rashawn just didn't have a key on him, or he just have his key with him, or whatever. So the show ends. You know, they they argued about something little in Kentucky. And like Rashawn goes to the bathroom and Mason leaves and he just locks the front door. <laughs> and poor Rashawn, so he had like go through one of the office doors and like climb out the window to leave because he couldn't get out to the front door. And like Mason's like, I swear I didn't. I thought he had already left. I didn't know he was in the bathroom. Is that the end of the show? <laughs> no, they, I can't, they did a little bit more after that. How do you yeah. end up doing a show with somebody that you hate? Like that's the other thing. Like most times, you at least have a say in who your co-host is going to be. I mean, I can have, I can do a show with somebody I don't agree with all their opinions. Like, I can argue with them, but like, I have to at least, like, if I despise them, yeah, it'd be tough. It would be tough. Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, it would just end up being a fight at some point. I let's would get Bennett Color on the phone. Let's see, let's see how they handle it. <laughs> what happened with the the, the Big X sensation? <laughs> just the Cats Radio. Nothing has ever made the city buzz more for a seventy-two hour moment than the Bennett Color Show. <laughs> the Bennett Color Show. Uh, but it's coming down outside. I, if my house loses power, I'm going to die. Like I, I can't. You on can top of me. on top of everything else that's been going on this week, the last several weeks. I'm now like I'm willing to put some stock in the haunted house theory. Like I think our house is haunted. Like I don't know what's going on. I don't know why the kids are always getting sick. I don't know what weird, mysterious illness I'm coming down with. Mary's coming down with. Uh, why we lose power when the wind blows slightly every single two weeks? It seems like you have an old house. It's probably has asbestos in the walls. It doesn't have asbestos. You don't know that. Well, you... mine does. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> We've talked about this. It needs to be taken care of. Apparently, yeah. it's not going to be. It's not hurting nobody. I don't know what's happening. It's happened. not bothering me. I'm not going to bother it. I don't like it. Uh, Purvis is getting slandered all over the, the text line. Why? Because the game being canceled. I don't think it's on him. We don't know that. The is the And I, I want to get into the CBS coaching list here in a second, but the Purvis-Louisville relationship to me is so strange. It's so strange because he hasn't been as vocal as guys like Jerry Eves and Butch, Butch Beard for – you know why they've been upset with the program. He just kind of he he never comes back, and he stayed up there. He also made the statement last. The only time that we heard anything was you know when he was talking about all these top fifty kids that he's had in his AAU program and how Louisville like Chris Mack hadn't reached out to any of them. And then people pulled up the fact that like a year before, like he had quoted talking about like hanging out with Chris Mack on a recruiting visit and all this stuff. Like I just I don't understand what the beef is or why this has happened. And it's caused a kind of an awkward rift between one of the most famous players. And, and at the time, one of the most beloved players in Louisville basketball history I mean, still, and the fan base. Yeah. I, I think for the most part, Louisville fans like just don't really care. Like, like they're like, cool. Like you can do whatever you want. We're still always going to love you. You won us a national title. Never nervous. Purvis is yeah. one of the greatest nicknames of all time. That's definitely where I am. But I think there's also still some confusion. Like the one time he's come back, I think was for the last game at Freedom Hall. I think that was the only time he's come okay. back for any of the reunions or big time events, and that just seems it seems strange because for all the issues that we've had with, you know, the Crumb faction not feeling welcomed by the Patino era, and there being you know factions amongst the former players, all those other guys have still, for the most part, come back and been involved. They've been around the program, and Purvis is the one real like tier one Louisville basketball player. 
who just has seemed to have no interest in being involved. Now, that's I think we all assume that's going to change with Kenny Payne now, but this is not. I mean, that's not, not exactly. That doesn't necessarily. He's like angry, right? I mean, just because you're not. I don't know. It's weird. Is what I mean, I'm saying. yeah. I've I mean, got I guess, no idea what's going I, on. I don't think you can just automatically assume just because he's not, you know, showing up every other weekend to hang out in Louisville. Is well, not every other weekend at all. But I'm just, yeah, yeah. I mean, but what are the reasons? Sort of the. The last game Freedom Hall is he had to even be here for. I mean, has there been an anniversary for the 86 team that I'm forgetting yeah. about? Was there? Okay. And he didn't come back. And, like, he kind of, like, they reached out to him, and he was like, uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. Well, for I think I think he used scheduling conflicts. Conflict. I yeah. swear to God. I think he used scheduling <laughs> conflicts as the excuse, and he was the one guy. By the way, Rashawn Myers tweeted at both of us. I can absolutely verify that Mason locked me in the studio on I purpose. He says on purpose, and I had to dive out a window. He says, but I have nothing but love for my man Jeff Mason, even if he is a blue belly. Yeah, I don't think Mason could – Rashawn would crush Mason, by the way, in a fight. But there's no here there either. Texture says, cracking his bestest. <laughs> cracking are coming for you. Hey, my flames play tonight. Now I'm calling them my flames. Your flames. Yeah. That's fine. I love adapt- adopting teams in the postseason. Um – Texas, the T.A. Jenkins commercial, Steal the Beat from Hail Mary. It goes hard in the paint. It makes me terrified of T.A. Jenkins. It did. It's the, it's the Hail Mary beat. I probably. If I produced it, I'd probably use Yeah, I, I have a tendency of going to uh, – I could probably get sued maybe at some point, but I use a lot of like uh, – Let me change my answer. Non-royal. It absolutely did not steal the beat from Hail Mary. No. It just sounds a lot like Machiavelli. Yeah. <laughs> Cluminati, all through your body. There's that extra little like a bing in there in the middle that, that separates it from the rest. You sound like uh, – <laughs> Uh, what was the famous um, Vanilla Ice? Vanilla Ice, yeah. Where he's trying to do the, where he's like, he's like, theirs goes dun 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 dun. Ours goes dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's totally different. It's got a ching in it. It's like dun 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 ching dun dun. See, we added that, and that's yeah. God, thank you for explaining the joke. By the way, that was the reference I was making. But not everybody knows. Okay, blows like a twelve gauge shot. Hung, out, hung outside of window by uh, by Shug Knight. He, yeah, great story. Texas. Next time you talk to Sean Moth, ask him about his opinion on the strike three strikeout on a hitch, hit by pitch rule. I LOL. saw somebody send that text in late uh, late yesterday. It's the same guy because he's now sent it in twice. Yeah. Um, I like anything that gets Sean Moth worked up, much like you. But in a very like when Sean Moth gets worked up, he becomes just super. <laughs> He's very eloquent. Like he's, he's, he's. I'm not elegant. Eloquent. He cuts with his jib, if you will. Like very, like very uses his his powerful vocabulary. I don't think I have a jib. I know you just get very upset and start yelling and get all flustered. You can't find the words. Which they're both fun for very different reasons. I like both, but uh, I like getting you both worked up. I, I can. I've never seen Sean like actually mad. I can see him being like very quietly, passively, aggressively angry. Yeah. Like, like that's kind of how he works. He, like, he's pretty even killed. Like he, he he's he's yelling, but he's not yelling. Texas, I live in Mobile, Alabama. The word slash feeling around is that Harold will not play for the Tide this season. Well, yeah, taking him off the roster would seem to indicate that. We want to know why. <laughs> Let me know. Can we get that one away? <laughs> We're looking for the why here. Um, I wonder how they told him. Did they just change his key card? <laughs> Like the, the the soccer players that have that stuff like on on the side of the road when they came to get it he's after got, they threw the COVID party. He just pulls up. He's like, "Yeah, sure, that looks like my jacket over there." He scored a goal against us, by the way, this year for UK. 
Who's that? We had like a like when the remember the the infamous like when oh, COVID yeah, the first started. Got off. Yeah, yeah. And they kicked the, the their kids off the soccer team. They like had their stuff in bags outside like on the oh, sidewalk. Oh, that's how they did it. Yeah, like outside the sidewalk when they showed up to the facility. One of those kids who I think his dad was like a legacy. He played some. Yeah, sport I remember at UofL. those connections. Yeah, he scored the game winning goal for UK against U of L this year and threw L's down after he did it. And I was like, you know, I tip the cap. I kind of I do the same thing. I want to be like good for him. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean I, if that was me, I'd, I'd probably do more. I mean, that's I mean, it's one thing to wrongfully kick a kid off the team, but it's bad enough to put your put his stuff out on the lawn. That's pretty. We have a Kerosene tax <laughs> from a Plumley bro. Ooh, which one? One or two? Plumley bro one. Once oh. again, the rule is we, we know that Kerosene has a lot miles of miles. Plumley. <laughs> they have a lot of podcast <laughs> listeners. They text throughout the course of the day. But if you text during this show, we're going to read your KRC text and we're going to respond to it. And I, I say earnestly, but we're going to make fun of it. Texas says, shame on the Kentucky coaching staff if they don't go after another transfer in the portal. The current roster isn't equipped enough to win a title. If we're being honest, no, I, I don't. I think you are being one hundred percent honest. No, I, think I wish the, I could make fun of that, but he's right. I think the team has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. Yeah, I went there. A terrible joke. Oh, up, feeling cheesy, coach. Oh, up, feeling cheesy. Is he? Is UK even going to be top twenty-five if they don't add another transfer? Probably. Not. I don't even know if they're. Many people are saying. I mean, I think they're. I don't even know if they're making the tournament without Probably a not. transfer. Probably not. They're sort of. Are we talking basketball, football, by the way? Basketball, I think. Okay, just take your I mean, they're going to be top five preseason. That's fine. Oscar Sheboy, he's due for he's due for a downfall. Sophomore slump. <laughs> Sophomore slump at UK. It's happening. Uh, Texas says, "Can we go ahead and skip the first hour and go straight into hour five so I can listen to more of Trevor's stories?" <laughs> that's what the people. Why is want. it the five o'clock? Is it like do I have sundown or something over here? Why is it the five o'clock hours when you get me saying the the, the the worst stuff. This is like the the hot dog meme. Like we're all trying to find the guy. You do it. Like it, this is you. You choose when to tell these stories. I don't choose. I just don't know when to not stop talking. Yeah. Uh, Texas D one baseball came out with a new prediction today. They still have Louisville as a national seed at number eight. If we win the series against UVA this weekend, then I think we should be a lock for a national seed. Our RPI currently sits at number ten. I think that's probably fair. I, I think if we take two or three from Virginia this weekend. We're more than likely going to be a top eight national seed. We'll definitely host. We'll be one of the top 16 teams, even Excellent. if we go 0-2 in the ACC tournament, which, you know, again, conference tournaments in baseball, for the most part, unless you unless you have to win to get in, they don't really matter. Well, particularly with us, because we've had zeros exist in the ACC tournament in baseball, have we not? We've, we've never won it. Yeah, I knew We've that. lost the championship game a couple of times. Have we had any success in any ACC tournament, any sport since we've been here? Great question. Well, the women's basketball, a little bit. A little bit. They never won it though. They only went to the finals. Yeah, they've won it. All they only got to the finals. Of they've it. won it. They they got. I mean, they got beat in the first first game this year. Yeah, and they got beat early in the year, last year, I believe, too, as well, didn't they? I think they got beat in the semifinals last year. NC State, and then they got beat in the championship game the year before that. Okay, but yeah, they beat Notre Dame. They beat well. They beat Notre Dame the year that we should have won the national title, and Notre Dame oh, ended okay, up winning that, the national okay, title. Is that what it was? All right, because yeah. that was the year Walsh got into it with um, uh, Muffin McGraw when he was shaking her hand. He's like, "I bet you know her name now." Talking about Asia Durr. like I just I love Jeff Walsh. Just completely, just no reason to make that comment, but he does it anyway. Her name's Muffin. Don't take her seriously. Muffin McGraw sucks. I, I don't like her. <laughs> not a big fan. I don't Tex- like the Baylor coach. Is that, she's not the one that coached Baylor threw off her jacket looking like a fool. Oh right? no, that's um, uh, that's the girl. Kim that, yeah, that's the one that's like just uh, completely uh, turns her head to everything down LSU, right? She's and you, UK fans got a first date like in the yeah. SEC tournament. I saw all these UK fans tweeting about Kim Mulkey. I'm like probably doing it at Baylor too. Like I mean. welcome, like <laughs> welcome to the Kim Mulkey hate train. She's the absolute worst. You know that was like a like college basketball people. I think I I probably said this on air. Because everything college basketball people tell me, I just say on the show, because who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah. When LSU was looking for a Will Wade replacement, 
one of the biggest things that they like, problems they ran into that they weren't expecting was nobody wanted to work in the same place as Kim Mulkey. <laughs> She sucks. She's terrible. And they ended up getting Matt McMahon. I mean, nothing just annoyed me more when she threw up her job. I'm like, how did she not get teed up for that? Texas says, Mike or Trevor, fill in the blank. <laughs> Kraken is the sweetest joy next to getting blank. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it on the air. <laughs> love the Kraken. I do love the verse, though. Yeah. It's a great song. It's a fantastic yeah. song. Good album. He's not dead. No, it's proof of that album, right? Seven Day Theory. Um, I was I was very convinced. Like freshman college, Mike was convinced he was coming back. I think I told. Years. I think I told you I stayed at the hotel that like at the, that was uh, the Westin in Vegas one time that was right at the corner where he got shot. Like I went to the gas station that they that, that they pulled into after he was shot. Wow, it's right there. It's like, it's right off the strip. It's like on Flamingo and something. And it's uh, yeah, there's a, like a Westin right there in a the gas station. Shook shot him. <laughs> well, he did, but he was paid by P Diddy. No. P Diddy was behind the death. P Diddy was behind the death of both Biggie Smalls and, and Tupac. He's not smart enough to pull that off. No, yes, he is. He no. just wants you to think that. Don't buy that at all. Have you seen Get Him the Greek? I he have. Do anything for money? He's actually real. That's, that might be my favorite P Diddy thing in entertainment and all of his whole career is his small role in uh, Get Him the Greek. Texas says, "Are you excited, excited, satisfied, or eh? If we finish with Bates, Malachi, and Powell." I'm excited. Who's Powell? Uh, Justin Powell. The we, I don't think he's going to come the here. The kid from LSU? Formerly from North Oldham. Uh, played at Tennessee, Auburn. Oh, no, no. Okay, and now he's transferring right. for the third time in three years. He uh, David Levitt's protege, of course. You like, brought famously, him up. I didn't remember now. Yeah. The, trained, born and bred by the babyface assassin himself. <laughs> Look, we need shooters. I, I would like – I don't – my understanding is like, I think he wanted to come to Louisville last year, and Chris Mack wasn't as interested as, as he was hoping he would be. So he went back to the SEC. But – I would absolutely take Justin Powell because we need shooting, and he's, without question, a knockdown outside shooter. If we got the three that he's talking about. It was, it was Bates, and who was his middle name? Malachi Smith. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. I do know that name. talk is heating up with him. Um, and I would be very excited if we got Malachi Smith. SoCon Player of the Year, knockdown outside shooter, been a very, very good college player for multiple seasons. I think he fills a lot of the voids that you have right now on this roster. Um the question is, like, degrees of excitement. Because my excitement, I think, is different than a lot of Louisville fans that I'm seeing out there. I think there will be some people, if we get Imani Bates and Malachi Smith, and regardless of whoever the other two players are, who will say, you know, this is a team that should contend for the second weekend right now. And this is a team that can contend for the, the Final Four. And I'm not willing to go nearly that far. I think that they they have the potential. Because there's so much unknown on this roster. Like, we're all – we've seen glimpses of what L. Ellis and Sidney Curry can do on a very bad team. We've seen, you know, Brandon Huntley Hatfield was a big time prospect coming out of high school. I, I think you do have to note the fact that he was 17 for most of his first season of college basketball. And, you know, his highlights at Tennessee, there certainly are flashes there, but the numbers are the numbers. He didn't play a whole lot for that. You can team. say that with Bates as well. Well, yeah. I mean, Amani Bates, we've talked about ad nauseum. Yeah. Like, everybody knows what's going on there. Could be fantastic. Could be the greatest thing in the world. Might be just an okay college player. Could be an absolute disaster. No idea. I think it's worth the <laughs> you risk. covered all your bases there. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do. I think it's worth the risk in year one. I mean, usually you, I think Louisville basketball would not take a guy who has a potential to be an absolute disaster, but given the current situation we are and this being year one of Kenny Payne and kind of it being a we're getting the roster together at the 11th hour type situation I, I think you take him I agree like so I would I be excited yeah because I, th I think there's potential there I, I think that I think you at least have a shot with that roster to be top 25 caliber make the NCAA tournament get in the field who knows what happens after that what were the options again 
Excited, satisfied, or eh? I'd say satisfied, maybe. I don't want to go. I don't know if I can say excited, and I'm definitely, yeah. I feel like my excitement is some other fan's satisfaction at this point. <laughs> because, like, people are, you have some people who are going to go off the deep end if this happens, who are going to say, you know, Final Four or bust. And I'm, well, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm just, I'm not going to get there. We, no, I'm not. We won that. 13 games last year. And I, it always makes me sound like a hater. Like, We've never seen Kenny Payne coach a game. Like, like we, we, we haven't. Like, we, we don't know how this is going to go. We're, we're all just guessing. I'm excited about what's happening. I love what he's saying. I think he's a fantastic person. I hope this works out. I think it would be the best thing for UofL basketball in a long, long time. But we don't know. And to act like we know is, I think, just misleading. Can I add a fourth option and say intrigued? Intrigued works. Because that's kind of more where I am. Because I'm, 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 I'm better than satisfied, but I'm not quite... Okay. Like overly excited. <laughs> like the double entendre pick. <laughs> that's not the only thing. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, that's what she said. I could do this all night long. Ah, ah, ah. Mm. Texas, speaking of five o'clock hour conversations, Trevor, be honest. Did you actually smoke smoke the butt joint offered to you in jail? No, I did not. That was nasty. What other show are you going to get this on? Where, is it, where else is this going to happen? <laughs> Those holding cells were disgusting. I did. Um, I like the conference room thing they have going now. It's a lot nicer. <laughs> is that the only time you actually ended up in jail? I know you said you've been arrested six times. One <laughs> six, exactly. I, I thought mean, that was your that was your exact. I said, I, said a, I said a handful of times. I <laughs> believe six was a number that was thrown out there. Uh, in turn, uh, Jacob is backing me up. Uh, I mean, yeah, the only time I actually had to go into a holding cell was the first one, which was, if I remember right, that would have been in like August of '98 because I'd just come back from San Francisco. It was right around the U.S. Women's National Team had yeah, just, just won. <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire? Was blowing up. Was, I was getting ready for my first time I'm, in jail. Was, that was the only time I actually was in like a, like a holding cell cell that like it looked like something you see in a movie. Okay, and like I remember walking in and like somebody like, got up and let me have their seat on the bench. Like the warden swinging the keys. Like I, I, I just like this dude probably sees this like big kid walking in and like he's like he gives me a seat, which I was like I'm not gonna like, tell him I'm I'm a pansy, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm let me have a seat. <laughs> my buddy, uh, one of my best friends, who is a like I mean would not make it in jail. Like got put in the like the the classic like these are county by the way. I've never been like I'm you right. know, you're confused like you're going to like like. You know, like Leavenworth or something like that. I mean, it's just getting a county lockup. You're just there for overnight, and then you go to your courts. So my, my buddy got pulled over on Oaks Night for and, and, and DUI, and like, got yeah. put in, got thrown in, like the drunk tank. And like he's like, "There's some shady looking dudes in there." And like the first thing somebody says to me he goes, "What are you in here for, bro? Tax fraud?" <laughs> and my buddy was like, my, "My friend was like, this is not going to go well." Now he probably went into where I, the newer version to have, where like I said, it's like a giant room. And you have a, a dozen or so like bunk bed cots, and then you have like metal table, like like uh, tables you see like in a cafeteria, like round metal tables, and then like a phone and a toilet, and that's like that's all that's in there. You're Did lucky you use the bathroom in the jail. No, and you're happy to get like if you get some like sometimes I have some newspapers, like the daily newspaper in there. Did you eat? You want to grab? Yeah, oh yeah, I ate the I ate the, I ate the lemon cookie and, and bologna sandwich. My buddies who've been in the drug tank, they they both ate. Yeah, it's a bologna sandwich and lemon cookie. Bologna sandwich and lemon cookie. Yeah, it's it's like a Dollar General version of a of a of a snack pack or whatever you get the uh, lunchable. It's like getting a lunchable from a Dollar General. Well, okay. <laughs> Texas, did you see that Donovan Mitchell is the best player ever through three hundred and forty six 
1.532 games. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I love it. I think, I think I don't, I'm, a, I'm assuming they're just making a joke of how Louisville kind of likes to like use the numbers to well, I saw this brag stat- about being the best at something, maybe. Maybe. Like the Big Ten stat of the day that Tyson Tate always do, which I something think is always like funny. Something like that, yeah. We, mean, used to, yeah. we used to always do that. Like, like, only program in America with uh, teams that have been ranked in the top nine. It's like field hockey, <laughs> yeah. women's lacrosse. For the last seven years. Yeah. Which, no, <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, but I, the only stat that I saw recently was players who have had 8,000 points, 1,500 assists, 1.4,000 rebounds in, the, in their first 345 games. The list. And owns a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who played on the western side of the Mississippi. Uh, Who's never had a cat. But the only players to do that, Michael Jordan, LeBron, D. Wade, Oscar Robertson, Pistol Pete, Donovan Mitchell. Any okay. li- I, don't, I don't care what the combination it's of stats is. I mean, it's interesting. It, but, like, I mean, we're talking points, assists, rebounds. Like, it's not – like, that's not flexing the numbers all that much. How much Westbrook list. wouldn't be on there with the fact of him averaging triple doubles and everything? But that was – again, it's through their first 345 games. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You were too busy trying to fire off those jokes to listen to what I was saying. Oh, no, you said too many stats at me. All those numbers, I'm just like like Rain Man over here. They're, like, flying around in my head, except I don't put them together. Um Brian Lockard on Twitter has sent us this link. The Yankees have now cut third-round pick Jake Sanford. Is is a Western Kentucky boy. After he allegedly stole bats and gloves from teammates and tried to sell them online. He also allegedly scammed fans selling autographed equipment and then never delivered. Is this what they taught you in Bowling Green, Trev? (laughs) Is this where you got it from? What were you trying to say? You think I'm scamming people? Well, we are coming from a conversation about how many times you've been arrested in your experience in hey, jail. That's falsely accused. That's right. You got okay. Framed. I was framed at least the first time. The other times, just bad laws that need to change. This time, it changed in this state. God help me. <laughs> Texas said, "What do you smoke a butt joint now?" I wouldn't know. <laughs> If you're desperate. No, I have no. We're talking, we're talking marijuana, not crack, people. I mean, I'm not that bad of an addict. So you said, wait, you're supposed to tip the mailman? Are the Rutherfords living in the Gilded Age? Who else are y'all tipping? The kitchen maid, the butler, the footman, the driver? We don't tip. We give them like a Christmas present. That's a tip, though. We had this conversation. Like we, we did. I know, and it baffled me because I've never done it, and I feel bad because... I credit myself on being a, a good tipper and someone who tips. I had, well, we did it when we had like a everyday mailman, and I had a very close relationship with with this mailman. He was great for for the first <laughs> three close? years we lived there. When I, I told the story, like when I saw him, like was his name John? No, <laughs> no. We were walking the dog at Our Lady of Lords, and like I saw him, like he was driving past, and like it was like I was seeing like a long lost college friend. Like <laughs> I was, mailman. I was very excited. What was his name? Uh, Kenny. <laughs> Clearly, the relationship was not that special. Well, he has been around for a while, but Kenny, he, okay. he used to listen to the show when I was, I think, the first iteration of Ramsey and Rutherford, and he would okay. always kind of talk to me about it. He was a UK fan, but we, it was, it was awesome. Right. And like, um, when I saw him, like, it was, it was like a long lost friend. He was so happy to see us. And like, now I don't have that because we have a different male person like every other day, it seems like. I mean, I, see, and I felt bad. Well, getting in, I never, I mean, I've seen our mailman, but I just, it was mostly, you know, just the the head nod. Hey, yeah. Hey. I mean, that's. But God love my mom. My mom. Uh, there's not one person she hasn't met that she can't talk to for half an hour. Yeah, that's and, that's my wife too. Yeah. So she'll. And my mom. <laughs> so she will. Yeah. So she apparently knew him, and and now, and I told him, I sent him a text. And I was like, listen, you're getting a Christmas bonus this year. 
Okay. Probably haven't given to the wrong person, but I mean. Texas says, ask Trevor if he knows who won the KY primaries for U.S. Senate and mayoral race. I actually was going to lead the show with, like, your reaction to the local and uh, national. Booker? Book- Charles Booker is the Democrat nominee for U.S. Senate. Yeah. He's going to go against Rand Paul. Yeah. Um, Can you name either of the winners of the mayoral race? By the way, your uh, your boy on the Republican side Hall. finished second. Did he really? Finished second. Look a, at my look at a her. distant second. Nah, I believe it was. Second. I believe it was seventy-one percent. Nah, second place. Eleven percent. <laughs> Can you name either one of the winners? Um, the guy that won was the one that got shot at, right? Correct. I'm I'm proud of you for knowing this much. Um, that guy's still in jail too, right? Isn't he? Quintez Brown. I yeah, believe, believe so. Yeah, I believe he, he's he, back he, now. He was released. It was a big story, and I believe now he's back. He needs I got to lose because it's a lot worse to charge when you tip the murder of a actual elected official opposed to a not elected. All right, let's um, tread carefully here. Well, he's going to prison. Um, he's one in three. The, oh, what is that guy's name? It's like it, it, it begins with an H, right? No. <laughs> it will be uh, on the Democrat side, Craig Greenberg versus uh, Bill oh, Dura. Greenberg, yeah, that was it. Yeah, so close. <laughs> G is close to H, so <laughs> you came pretty close. Uh, the text line won't get away from the butt joint stuff. Like, what if it was the last joint in the world? Would you smoke the butt joint? Oh, well, then, yeah. I mean, what, what, what was Jacob? Or- he said, Jacob said, what about butt cigarette? No. Well, I mean, is, again, we're talking the last one in the world? Yeah. Texas says green bologna in jail. Green bologna? No, it wasn't green. Texas said, I ate four bologna and cheese sandwiches in the hours that I was waiting to go into a jail cell. No way. He stole someone's food. Four bologna and cheese. Yeah, you only get one. Texter claims it. You, I mean, I believe it, but he was stealing people's food. He was waiting. There's Texas- no, you're not waiting that long, because they'll eventually put you, you go from like the room where there's TVs. You're in there for a few hours at most, then you go into the other waiting room, which doesn't have TVs, unfortunately. Texas said Justin didn't consider us last year even when Mac asked because Mac didn't recruit him out of high school. Well, that's not what his coach was saying, telling me. Who? Justin? Justin Powell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who knows? Texas said, I bet you get jail. St- I can't read that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued to want to know what Come on, says. you can look it up. <laughs> All I got was, you bet you get jail. Oh. <laughs> look, look, it's a good text. It's a good text. It's a good text. I wish I could read it. I can't read it. Would I answer yes or no? Uh, you just laugh. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Texas said, Trevor's favorite t-shirt isn't the crack, and it's one of his face saying, I beat crack addiction. <laughs> Would you wear a shirt? Would you wear a shirt with your face on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I was watching the movie last night, Cuffs. You ever seen it? Of course not. And it's got Christian Slater in it. And uh, by the way, I also watched uh, something about Mary and Lost Boys. But um, yeah, I was watching Cuffs, and like the one of the bad guys, he just walks around with a T-shirt with his face on it, his own face on. It. I thought it was amusing. Hmm. Texas says, look at this hilarious four stat that the Pacers did like four to five years ago. This four- <laughs> it says players with 800 games to average 13.5 points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 49% field goals, and 30% field three-point field goal percent percentage. Oh, this is an all-timer. And it's Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Thaddeus Young. Young. Oh, my God. I thought it was going to be Old Depot, honestly. <laughs> Thaddeus Young. That's an all-timer. That's who, a, it was who else? It was Magic What Thaddeus. poor bastard had to research that, those numbers? It was like, imagine getting to like, he's like he's like at 14 points. And he's like, oh, no. Oh, Come no. On. No. 
I've, we're going to have to knock the six rebound stat down to 5.9. I mean, that's a Rubik's Cube of stat collection right there. That's incredible. That's getting all the colors on one side. It was Magic. Was he there? Will Chamberlain's name in there? I don't know. No, Magic Bird, Jordan, James, Thaddeus Young. <laughs> the Holy Quintet. Uh, Texas says, when are you going to let the intern talk? After the break. How about that? We're going to let intern Jacob get on here. He's going to give what us PGA spiel. Uh, he's on blue. He's got his blue shirt on. He's got his UK belt on. He's looking all blued up, so we'll put him on the blue mic. It's going to happen after the break. Keep it locked here. Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on 1450 and 96.1. Pearl Jam Wednesday rolling on here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Debut album, Ken. Thank you, Trevor. Song's called Black. Thank you once again. Maybe my top three favorite Pearl Jam song. Anything else you have to add? Do you know that your your foot is the same distance from your elbow to your wrist? Okay. (laughs) We're continuing to get ready. We have not, if you're just joining the show today, we have not given away today's passes for Bourbon Beyond and uh, Louder Than Life. We're going to do that at some point between now and 6 o'clock. You also still have time to get your submissions in for tomorrow's contest. If you want the details there, guess what? You have to find it on podcast. It's for the podcast listeners. You're going to have to make that happen. I just got an. E- I just looked at my email, and somebody who submitted today goes, the headline of the title of the email is, what do I want from you? Tickets, B word. And then it just says, sorry, my camera's broke, but I had to get my entry in. And the picture, which again, we want a picture of you Your not smiling. Broke. It's a picture of Adam Lambert. Just uh, because people know that I love the Adam Lambert, what do you want from me? It was an ongoing joke. And it's just Adam Lambert giving me an icy stare. And you know what? I'm accepting it. He's in the contest. I mean, one of the people that, that sent the Twitter to me, I, I could have swore it was Conan O'Brien. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. My guy Taylor, big fan. Okay. You look a lot like Conan O'Brien, dude. I'm sure he appreciates that. <laughs> Costing us listeners on a daily basis, Trevor. Well done. Wow, is that like the worst thing to say what somebody looks like? I, hey, I think Conan's a great looking man. Yeah, he's rich, famous, Irish. I have a female friend who was obsessed with Conan O'Brien growing up. Really? Loved him. She be, and It's my friend who actually was a diplomat who we stayed with in Rome when she was uh, the, the our foreign diplomat over in Italy. You have a friend. I mean, one, one friend diplomat, batting coaches of the Yankees. I I've mean, told you that story 10 times, and you're always shocked. Your reaction is always the same. <laughs> You're always the same. You're like, you're like, you have these friends. Oh, I've got these friends. Every time. I know, because I can't get over it. Well, you just also can't absorb. The closest I can get to being friends with all them is being friends with you. It's the short-term memory. It's gone. Uh, we have an intern here. We've had him for the, the last three days. I'm shocked that Jacob has made it this long. I thought day one, he was absolutely not going to come back. <laughs> what, 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 what streak ends first? Jacob showing up or my Arby's? Uh, well, Arby's streak has already ended once. You've disappointed the world already <sighs> one time. Uh, but Jacob's here. He is a UK fan, admittedly. Can you admit that on air now, Jacob? Yeah, I can admit that. Okay. He's a, he's a UK fan, but he's a former uh, Oldham County golf sensation. You're wearing, you told me the story, you're actually wearing like a, a, a real Justin Thomas polo right now. How did this happen? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if he actually like ever wore it. But, but it's but it's like uh, his brand. His It's like his shirt. Do you still yeah. a shirt from some dude's locker, man? <laughs> no. Do you know who Justin Thomas dad. is, Trevor? He's a golfer. He's okay. from the OC, right? Just making sure. 
Shout Man. out Mike Thomas. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Thomas. Uh, Harmony Landing prospect. So you've got this shirt. You're, you're, you're flexing on everybody. You're going to talk about some golf now. PJ Championship starts tomorrow. Trevor's got no idea uh, about any of this stuff. I've got. We have our fantasy contest. Me and my buddy uh, Danny. We have to pick who we're going to take. If you're giving some advice, throw out some names right now. Who do you like for this thing starting tomorrow? Well, obviously you got Scotty Scheffler, who's probably the hottest on tour right now. So and hot. he won a Big Twelve title at Southern Hills back in 2015, I think, with Texas. And then Spieth is hotter too. You got. He's going for the career Grand Slam. That's right. So he's obviously going to come to play. And then you got obviously Rom. It's going to be up there. Shoffley. Honestly, I like Morikawa. Morikawa's never let anybody down in a major. He is solid. Now, I threw out Brooks Kepka's won back to back PGA titles, but he's he's been doing his Kepka thing. The hair change has not worked for him. Ever change, since he's yeah. made lifestyle changes, he's just fallen off the face of the earth. Is there still an outside chance that he regains that old create a player Tiger Woods format that he's he used to know where you skip the the minor tournaments you just play in the big ones could that happen this week it could you don't seem confident golf is golf is an interesting sport anything can happen but I do not see Brooks winning this thing this week you're already a radio pro golf's an interesting sport anything can happen just casting a wide net covering all your bases that was well done now defend yourself as a UK fan is it a lifelong thing? Is this you go to UK currently, correct? Yes. Defend yourself. Did you have no choice? Was this forced upon you, or did you make a conscious decision at some point in your life? I mean, it's been it's been there since I was pretty young. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm ride or die, man. I'm not gonna. <laughs> ride or I'm, die. A, I'm gonna be straight up with you. Have you come close to having an aneurysm listening to Trevor and I talk these last three days with some of the things that have been said? Because it's not going to stop. Well, when you brought up Booker the other day, I was I was actually pretty frustrated. No, no. I was, I was pretty frustrated. Does it bother you that he's a choke artist that yeah. can't win in the clutch? Are you trying to say he, he doesn't disappear he in big games? He didn't play well, but hey, I'm, I'm, I'm backing him. I'm backing him. It happens. Uh, Texas says, is your intern old enough for the 5 o'clock hour? Uh, and then he goes, Mike Rutherford show, 3 to 4, rated PG, 4 to 5, rated PG 13, 5 to 6, rated R, a.k.a. the witching hour. We make Come here, <laughs> it's we do it the wrong way like if you're trying to get these stories out it should be the the three to four hours. oh yeah yeah for some reason we choose the hour where the more the most people are in their car probably listening we've never do, yeah we've never done anything conventionally but then again that's uh, the stories we probably shouldn't tell are the ones that are most intriguing in, in the show some people like it, it, it I mean, the DVD, I think that's when we lost control of the 5 o'clock hour, the DVD story. That's, that's but not when, the second week of the show. It was very early on, and that's when I was like, well, this guy's testing me. It was like day, I love it. It was the third or fourth day when you made the great quote about comparing me to having a conversation with me, like pulling a stroller across a gravel road with the, no, with the locks down. It was trying to tell a story with you on the other end of the mic was like trying to drag a stroller through a gravel parking lot with the brakes locked. <laughs> Because it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go. You're pulling in every other direction, and I'm just trying to get through the story. And I, what should be a five minute story ends up taking twenty minutes. Well, I mean, we've got three hours to fill. That's where we are. <laughs> uh, Dexter says Jacob definitely has to smoke the butt joint now that he's admitted he's a diehard. <laughs> no shot. It's not happening. No. Shot. no? Well, no shot. he's not going to end up in jail. He's never been arrested. I've never been arrested. You're the you're the one out of three. The one out of three. <laughs> but 47%. He's got two more years. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, one out of three is 33%. You're at UK. You, you're still impressing the, the math classes. You know that's closer than but, but your what initial, he said. Your initial was 47%. But <laughs> that was close. 
What, what, what did you he, say, right? Mike, you said like... 11. Uh, yeah, so I think I was closer. Yeah. If 33 is in fact the number, which I'm still not 100% sold, <laughs> then you would have won. Um, the text says, based on his voice, I'm not convinced the intern is not Jonathan India. Where do you stand on the Reds? Let's have to ask that question. Uh, I'm a big Reds fan. Okay, good. There we go. I mean, they're god-awful. Well, they're getting there. Do you have an NFL there. team? No. Then you don't have an NBA team either, do you? No. Why do you have an NFL team? Cast in the NBA. That's that's what it's about. Why don't people have an NFL team? I don't. I mean, I'm a Lions fan. It's the most popular sport in, in, in of all the leagues. He does kind of sound like Jonathan India. Does he? I've uh, never met Jonathan India. He's a badass. And reigning NL rookie of the year. What do you want to say? He's the one thing we have going for us. Except <laughs> he's the he's one hurt. guy you haven't traded yet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Hunter Green, Jonathan India. Look, the future can be bright. Let's see how the second half of the season plays out. We're going to be okay. Texas, now that you mentioned Trevor Stuck DVD, the third movie I guessed yesterday was... Okay. Oh, come on. It can't be that bad. It was in Diana Jones, not Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great movie. Uh, I'd watch that. I I briefly thought about trying to to briefly tell the the DVD story for Jacob, and I'm not going to do it. We don't need to go down there. Um, I'm getting that thing out, and we'll bring it in here to you. I want, I want to get your thoughts on this, um, but both of you. I mean, Jacob is a UK fan, and Trevor obviously is, is a U of L fan. But Texture says, regardless of who we get, the minimum expectation for Louisville basketball should always be to make the tournament. Still, I would be excited just to make it. I think that on the surface, obviously, yeah, yeah, like that's there's no question about it. Like last year with that roster. I had we doubts. still went into the season hoping you'd make the tournament, though. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I had Man. doubts about their ability to make the NCAA tournament, but I wasn't going to. Like there was no way I was going to chalk up an NIT run, even though I had those doubts as anything resembling a successful season. Especially when I, I know there were some hindrances there, some outside stuff going on. But it's not like you would knew you were outside of the NCAA cloud. You knew that whatever punishment was going to come down wasn't going to affect that season. You were free to recruit whatever transfers you got the guys we got were the best we could get. And the, the Mac punishment definitely hurt, but there was no excuse for going 13 and 19. And at the end of the day, there really wasn't that much excuse for not even being in the tournament conversation. Having said that, I agree with the texter. If we find out in October or whenever the hell the IARP, which may or may not exist, uh, chooses to finally get off its ass and do something. If we find out that we're eligible for the NCAA tournament, and we have we know nine guys right now. Let's say we add one more player of consequence, and then three guys who maybe could be good, or two or three. However, Kenny Payne chooses to fill out the roster. I may not predict that we're going to win to make the NCAA tournament, but I still will say it can't be a successful season if we don't make the NCAA tournament. It can be a promising season. You can take good things away from it, like you did in Rick Pitino's first year back in uh, 0102. But I won't be, I, I'm not willing to lower myself to the point where I'm like, yeah, it's a great season. We, we, we almost made the NCAA tournament in year one. I mean, you have to be, I think anything short of even competing for the tournament is, I don't care what your roster is, you should always be at least be in the competition of waiting to maybe hopefully hear our name on Selection Sunday. I mean, this year, I mean, I think, even going into this last season, I, you know, without the question marks of the team, I thought, you know, yeah, I mean, this team could maybe make a tournament run. Now it's like halftime of, I don't know, the Southern game that I realized it's not going to happen. It's, it's pretty early. Yeah, I, think, I, don't think, I think it's very early. That, well, you and I both, we came in one day and they were like, all right, well. This, it was after the first game of the year. I remember texting you. I was like, I have significant concerns. And here I am. I remember you got, I think you, got, you didn't get mad at me, but I was like, I remember I missed the exhibition games. Like, I can't remember why. Oh, you didn't watch. I didn't get to watch it. And I wanted to, but I was like, I knew I can't take so much out of it. But, you know, we blew out whatever the two exhibition games were. And, yeah. and, you know, it was like, oh, this is going to be good. And I was like, well, I can't wait. So I watched this other game. I'm like, 
the hell were they got people talking about? I remember I mean, thinking like like this is not the baseline is not where I want it to be. The starting point is not nearly where it should be right now. Like there are, but but like you kind of you 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 had the hope that when Chris Mack returned, like that was going to be solved. You kind of yeah. You, well, that was more of an an excuse to tell yourself maybe that yeah at least at least when this happens. I felt like I was lying to myself when I would say that. And then the DePaul game was what removed all doubt. I'm like, this isn't going to, it's not going to work. I mean, it's like when I say fans fan are somewhat maybe lying to themselves when they're convincing that six and six for the football team would be okay because of the 23 recruiting class. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's fair. But the basketball team, I mean, yeah, I think going into this season, I mean, yes, there's obviously question marks, but I think even with what you have on the roster, even with, even with the nine guys we have is the only thing we have going, you would should at least hope and expect to be in the conversation of making the tournament. Now we had a good, I had a good question from uh, my guy Bradley Harris on Twitter earlier today. And he said, Mike, if you had to pick gun to your head, I don't know how we always end up with gun to your head situation. How about a knife to the throat? Well, it's, for some reason that seems more graphic, maybe because it's not uh, as used a, a phrase like poison in the drink. Like we <laughs> strapped to an electric chair. <laughs> what, um, what's the thing? The guillotine that drops and cuts off your head? Yeah. <laughs> he asked, Come does, on. and I know that we don't have the full basketball roster just yet, but I thought it was still a, a question that we can tackle right now. Is it more likely that Louisville football wins seven games or that the basketball team makes the NCAA tournament? I said, I'll tell you what I said. And uh, Jacob as an outsider. What do you go with? What's your initial reaction when you hear that question? Oh, NCAA tournament for sure. For the basketball team? I think it's hands down. I went seven games. I, I think the the football team, I think they should win seven games based on what they have coming back, based on who they were last year, based on the schedule that they have. And the basketball team, because I, I, I did throw out that caveat. I said if, I, will, I might change my answer based on how we fill these last four roster spots, but as of right now, I'd say it's more likely football wins seven games and the basketball team makes the NCAA tournament. But you get the right four guys, I might reserve the right to change. What do you think, Trev? Be the tiebreaker here. That's a tough damn question. I'm it is. It's, it's not a bad I question. I mean, and knowing, knowing my luck will probably not get either. Um, well, wait, wait a <laughs> Coming in with rays of sunshine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, someone's got to move the rain clouds aside out here outside. Um, what? The rain clouds outside. <laughs> you got to move them aside, outside. Okay. You know, so the rays of sunshine can come in. Okay. You, you get it. Okay. Jacob gets it, right? Jacob gets it. Yeah. Say so yes. You're, sure. you're still an intern. You got to suck up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me a water. Uh, no, um. Oh man, this is tough. This is tough. I'm going slight lean towards the seven wins. Okay. I just. Basketball still too much of an unknown. There, it's both. It is an unknown, and the football. It's not unknown, other than I don't know if I can trust that to get the most out of this team, which I think there is talent on this team, and I think there is definitely seven win talent on this team with the schedule that they have in front of them. I'm with you. Like they should. I mean, we we. I feel like we're gonna have the conversation continually, but like I. This should be a seven-win team to me. At, I mean, it feels like this minimum. shouldn't even be a hard question. But they should have been last year, too. Yeah, I mean, this shouldn't be a hard question at all. But the the fact it is does show lack of confidence, I think, I, you, and a lot of people have in this coaching For staff. sure. There's no question about yeah. it. Uh, Texas says, quote, anything you want to add, five words you should never say to TK ever. 
You're right. It's my own fault. What did you say to? Oh, anything you want to add? <laughs> I got it. Texas, I that was the text. I was like, they were asking you to add something. I got confused. Texas says Trevor's openly hazing on the radio. Well, you, you, I mean, you are firmly on the record for being pro bullying. Yeah, you've established. I have no that. problem with bullying. Bullying breaks. It, it raises character. Listen, if little junior sob gets shoved in a locker, then he probably. I mean, listen, it's going to make him a better man for it later on. Texas. Speaking of who else is pro-bullying is Nick, and but Nick is unfortunately being bullied today um, for all the wrong reasons. Roush? Yes. Well, I first of you all, know where I'm t- going with this, right? I want to support my fellow U of L fan, Nick Roush, in in bullying. What's I, I don't know where what's happening. It's been a it's been a it's been a hard day for the Roush household. Brad Cox has been suspended by oh uh, that's by right downs for apparently drugging a horse clearly it wasn't his derby horse because we saw that horse finish the race so been nice to put a little little juice into a cyber knife there if you ask me but you know oh well because that time has passed we still haven't even acknowledged <laughs> the fact that our derby picks finished 17th and 18th which one finished 17 8 was the you I, I finished one spot ahead of you charger was 17 <laughs> cyber knife was 18 yeah i had a 21 20 horses i guess yeah, no not last <laughs> no not last let's give you that um, but yeah, Brad, apparently it was for the um, uh, the Robert Foster stakes or Stephen, something. Stephen Foster. Stephen Foster, yeah. The Robert. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a wide receiver for the Bills. Yeah, I think the horse was a Warriors charge, which didn't it didn't win the race. Didn't even win. Came in second. I I think somebody can fact check me on that. Okay, I know is there anything worse than cheating and not winning? F. I, I mean. mean you're, that, on the, you're on the right show. That, that's, I mean, that's like, that's like, I don't know, using strippers to get recruits and not getting them uh, sign. Oh, my bad. You made the joke for me. I mean, <laughs> when you threw it out there, I'm like, I mean, it's on a tee. I still don't feel like swinging here. Um, Texas says, uh, I, I sent this to KRC, but I want to ask you as well. Okay, perfect. Bradshaw, Wagner, not package deal. Oh, I said Bragner, Bradshaw, Wagner, not package deal. Roush says Bradshaw, Wagner, package deal. Um, well, I'm just, I'm literally quoting Bradshaw when I said that yesterday. So that's not me giving an opinion. That's me quoting the young man himself. So that's the name I thought, well, 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 well. Aaron Bradshaw. He said in his story on, on three that he is, he and DJ Wagner are not a package deal. Oh, okay. He says, we're all going, he said, obviously I'd love to play with the him The way you worded that, I was like, he's going to Wagner. I mean, look. <laughs> it's like you mixed it up a little too no, much there for me. I, I was reading the text. I, I know. Maybe Roush has heard something that I haven't heard. Like, maybe he's got a source. All I was was quoting the kid himself. And he yeah. said himself, we both have our own decisions to make. We'll see what happens. Obviously, I'd love to play with him. We're brothers. But we both have our own decisions. So, we'll I, see. I mean, I don't know anything about recruiting. So, take this with a grain of salt. But And you can have that because you need salt. I do. Um, <laughs> Pounding saltines over here. I feel like if they're, they these two were – package deal we would have known about it long before now i feel like it would have been something that was already kind of out there in some way or another i mean they're still just getting into like the crux of their recruitment though it's it's, it it could very much be but but wagner's been i mean it's not like these two kids haven't been like talked about where they're being recruited by for more than like six months i mean we've talked to jay wagner for like two years i think it's i think it's probably a situation where if one commits, I mean, let's be real. Like DJ Wagner is going to do whatever he wants to do. It's more about the Bradshaw kid than it is about DJ Wagner. It might be an influencing factor on Aaron Bradshaw if he was genuinely split between, let's say, Louisville and Kentucky, and Wagner picks Louisville. That might be what pushes him over the edge. Yeah, but but I don't think it's a done like whatever DJ does, I'm going to do. That's I agree. Yeah, and I feel like if there it was that that's something that would have already been kind of out there by now. Texter says. Butt joint to your lips. Seven wins or tourney appearance. That's the new gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
pretty good, actually. Texas, you're doubting making the tournament. Is it because of roster holes or questioning talent of current players or questioning KP's coaching abilities? I think it's all kind of all. Yeah, I don't think they it's not really pick. questioning. It's just saying I, I, I don't have. I, how can anybody possibly know? Like, yeah. I'm glad that we got the six guys back that we did. They all showed promise in in various forms last season, but they showed promise on a 13 win team, and none of them were. Like tremendous. We didn't have a double figure score last year. I mean, if, if KP is a good coach, I mean, he's going to get, I mean, probably even with a team that maybe not the most talented team can probably still be a tournament contender. And the roster holes are the roster holes. We've got one guard. We have one guard on the roster, one true guard on the roster. I mean, I can't emphasize that enough. Until we find out who the other guards are going to be, it's hard to really evaluate this team. And like out of that, those three things, I would say questioning KP's coaching abilities is, is third on the list. But it's absolutely a factor. Like, I, does Nolan have any eligibility left? No. Like, I've, I've got. <laughs> I don't know if he can coach. I don't know how much Danny Manning can help. I don't know how much Nolan Smith can help. Josh Jamison hasn't even wasn't even an assistant at Oregon. I'm glad was, you got his first name right. I was just calling him Jamison. He's the one you're never going to get. No. It's going to be. No, I'm going to remember the last name. I mean, it's hard to forget Jamison. A year from now, you will not know his name. No, two like two. No, I would remember a year from now. Can you remember last year's assistants now? Yes, it was. Uh, well, Pegues. First name. Mike. Got it. It's your name. Uh, it's your name. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> See my baseball? Uh, with the, um, uh, the, the the crystal mess guy, Fentanyl. But you still don't know his name, though. It's, but yeah, it is. It's Fenton. Uh, uh, um. oh, he sucked. Who cares? Uh, Fentanyl, yeah. That was his name, wasn't it? Kill Fennel. That's what I said. Um, you had McMahon's. Again, not his name. What is it? Ross McMains. You're tomato tomato, okay? You say the same thing every time. You still never got the assistance. The New Zealand guy. Yeah, Ross McMains. Yeah, yeah. He's back back watching Flight of Concord instead of coaching. And then. um, Well, that's all three. You got it. Oh, never mind. Good. <laughs> I said you got it. You didn't. You said the exact same thing that you say every time. You get Pegues right after you called him Pegrams before he was the, even when he was the interim head coach, and then you never got Ross McMains or Kehoe Fennel down. I mean, did they ever earn it? Um, yeah, sure. They're coaches. <laughs> yeah, sure. Texas said, listening to today's show inspired me to draw this bird, an honorable bird leading the troops amid chaos. Some, this is what some, this is what people are doing, Trevor. I'm showing you the picture while they're listening Why to our while they're listening to our sports radio show. It's like a that's a good drawing. I can't draw with a with a I poop. can't either. It's a great drawing though. Yeah. Uh, last text before we uh, go to the five o'clock hour. Yeah. When it all happens. Uh, it says I'm leaning towards the seven wins in football. Also, basically because the ACC is a more manageable road in football than basketball. I mean, it's kind of manageable in basketball too, though, if you think about it. It shouldn't be as bad next year in basketball, and we we have a tough non-conference schedule. We, people keep forgetting we're going to the Maui Invitational this year, and it is a loaded, loaded field. Uh, we've got UK. There's been no confirmation if we're going to play this game against DePaul, which was supposed to be it was billed as a home and home. They're not apparently the contracts like don't actually say that. Are they that. having scheduling conflicts? Uh, they, they 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 finally beat us. They're like never again. We're out Costanza style. Like I we're done. Kind of say can't blame them on that one. though, to be honest with you. We'll see what happens. We'll have the ACC Big Ten Challenge game as well. I think we play Western again next year. It's it, it will not be a easy non conference schedule. Um, we need a good roster. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into this coach uh, coaching list from CBS. They ranked the top coaches in Power 5 conferences. We'll talk about where all the lo- no- notable local names land, including Scott Satterfield. We'll take more of your texts as well at 502-414-1450. 5 o'clock hour is on the way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450, The Big X. Oh, man, what's the plan?
you know, Trevor, this is the highest charting song Pearl Jam ever had. Is it really? Would you have guessed that? No. I don't think I would have either. Like, I, I know, I mean, I know it was popular, and I knew it was probably the most popular version of this song. Because I was looking at trivia for today's giveaway, which we're not doing right now. This is a remake, you know. It is a remake. Yeah. Familiar. But I, and I'm not saying the question is going to be a Pearl Jam question, but I looked at some Pearl Jam questions. And one of the ones, like trivia, was what's the highest charting single they ever had. And I thought it was going to be Jeremy. That was my that first guess. makes a very good guess, yeah. But it was this. I would have actually even gone with like their first one. They came out with like Alive and Even Flow and stuff. Something off the 10 album. Yeah, the debut album. I would have said so. Now, I don't even remember what album this was off of. I mean, because... It's. I think Wayne Cochran originally wrote the song. If I remember in the '60s, I remember. I thought it was somebody. Frank Wilson is who I know. Last, I mean, it's last been re, it's been redone. That's the only one that I times. Yeah, I could be totally wrong. I do remember. I just the thing about the song is like, we used to have this book. Uh, you, you, you've probably seen them. Like when I worked at Cardboard Heroes, uh, what they, they call them like the toilet books. Like it's all like the big book you yeah. leave in your bathroom but, yeah. when you're reading. And we had one at Carbo Heroes, and like that was one of the one of the things in that book was like a story about how like I guess he wrote this song while on his balcony overlooking a, a car wreck at the expressway and stuff, and blah blah blah. And he started wondering, you know, what you know who was involved in the wreck, and gave the the, the participants a backstory hmm. in this and that and that being this song. Gotcha. It's a good song. It's a good song. It might. I mean, it's not my favorite. It's, yeah, it's it, ironically uh, the last song that we have for for Pearl Jam are both covers. This and the one I'm about to play in the next segment. All right, all right, interesting. Are they both uh, Pearl Jam covers? Keep it locked here. We have not uh, to the people texting in. We have not given away the Bourbon and Beyond and Louder Than Life passes for today. We will do that obviously at some point before six o'clock. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it at, like. 6 don't forget we have an early day to too because yeah. Wednesday. Okay, we're not going to do it at six o three then. I take it back. <laughs> we got to get out of here at five fifty five today. We get the uh, the show on after us. Uh, we will tomorrow's contest if you have missed it already. Again, we'll be doing a drawing for the people who the last 48 hours have been either tweeting at Trevor a picture of themselves not smiling or emailing me a picture of themselves not smiling. Have I received more today? I haven't checked. I think I saw I saw one earlier, like right yeah. when we came on air. You have to get the, the deadline for that, by the way, is Thursday tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Any submissions after that will not be accepted. And then Friday, we'll go back to surprising you with, you never know what we're going to do. Who's the one that sent me a picture of this dog in front of his face? Well, I don't know, but I like that guy. I hope he wins. The dog's give, not giving me, but he's got, he has a doggy. It's kind of hard to, yeah. What? He looks like John Silver. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this coaching list. He's a list. wrestler. Let's talk about this hockey. coaching list from CBS. <laughs> Tom Fornelli, he does this uh, every year. He ranks, and, and I, I like it because it's sort of a, it, it's there's a continuity aspect. He looks at where coaches ranked last year on the list. He moves them up or down, and you can kind of see guys who have fallen. I mean, Tom Allen, Indiana, good Lord. Um, and guys who have been heavy risers. You... I got your problem. The guy I mentioned, he just, I'm sorry. He just, I just saw he had a tweet of the Dabo picture yesterday uh-huh. with a title that says, Hey, Louisville got our title stripped for something like this. <laughs> it's a good tweet. It's a good tweet. It's a good tweet. Kim props on that. It's the buddy. Maybe, maybe laugh and I had to interrupt you just to give it, give it a shout out. Well done. So, <laughs> Tom Fornelli has ranked all 65 Power Five uh, conference coaches in college football. First question right off the bat. Where do you think Jed Fish was? <laughs> how many? How many are on this? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Couldn't add four more, could we? Um, I'll say 
Jed Bishop didn't have a good season. I'll say 61. 61 is correct. Did I get that right? Look, the, the show's fantastic relationship with Jed Fish continues. We love Jed Fish. I love the people who are tuning in right now. They're like, why the hell are they talking about <laughs> Jed Fish? Why. It pays to be a longtime fan. You have to listen to every episode. <laughs> How did that start? <laughs> I really don't even remember. Like someone asked us Arizona's coach, I think, one point randomly. We and, then like, we, and then I was like, Jed Fish. We're like, what who? an incredible name. Like Rich Rodriguez? How I could you know. forget Jed Fish? <laughs> yeah. He still has a job. It's unbelievable. Where do you Jed. think Scott Satterfield ranks in this list? Well, 61's taken, so. <laughs> I'm going to say 43. 43's correct. I cheated on that one. Okay. I didn't go overboard with my surprise because I thought there was a chance. There. Well, your, your look did, you, you was, was worth the, the, at least the three seconds before I announced cheating. Uh, I saw it in your Cardinal News and Notes. Okay, okay. Plus, you didn't think I was listening, but I hear everything, dude. That Jacob and I were talking yeah, about? I, you think, yeah. You think I'm not paying attention, but I am. I yeah. hear everything. I don't think that's true. I think Probably you, I think you heard that. I don't think you heard everything. <laughs> I do. Here's what Tom Fornelli had to say about Scott Satterford, who actually rose two spots in this ranking from last year if after I, his sixth and seventh season. If I'm going to be honest, if I had to guess, I would have probably gone in the high 40s, though. I don't know if I'd gone low 40s, but it's, I would have I gone like 49, 50, probably. It seems rational. Yeah. Uh, Fornelli says this about Satterfield. He says, climbing two spots in our rankings is a fair reflection of how Satterfield is viewed nationally and in Louisville. While most Cardinal fans aren't thrilled with where the program is, it did rebound from a 4-7 and seven season in 2020 to at least get to a bowl game last year. That said, when the school hired Satterfield fresh off of three straight Sunbelt titles at Appalachian State, it was hoping for more. Also, yeah. PR gaffes like how Satterfield handled his interest in the South Carolina job last year still rankle some. That'll teach you to be honest, I guess. Well, he wasn't honest. I, I, I don't like that last line. But the, he hit it. Is this this should be ranking on their performance on the field, right? Yeah. So why that his his handling of possibly flirting with their job should have no relevance on his grade for this list. Yeah, I, I think I guess he was just reacting to his statement about Louisville fans expecting more after three years. Well, that they and I, think, I don't think he was justifying the ranking. I think that statement was just thrown in there as a okay. sort of a addendum to the the point that he made previously. Okay, which is fair. I, I mean, I, I think. It's a pretty accurate summation of where most of the fan base is with Scott Satterford. The only thing that's not included there is the recruiting class and what's happening there. Um, but that's, you know, again, it's, it should have no effect on where he stands in rankings like this. Yeah. Because it's, it's based on job performance and where we are going into year four. If we're going strictly on job performance. Yeah. I mean, the probably, yeah, it's been a disappointment to say the least. I mean. Now, where would you guys, I don't know if you heard uh, us talking about this too. I actually did not hear this Okay. One. Where would you guess where Mark Stoops lands on this list? I mean, it's obviously higher than 43, I would assume. Um, Correct in that assumption. Yeah. What can I say? You know, they say when you make an assumption. Uh, I'm going to say 30, 36. Oh, boy. 16. Oh, wow. Really? He was 22nd on the list last oh, year. I was high. He rose six <laughs> spots. <laughs> He rose six spots after their 10-3 and season. Fornelli says this. Stoops continues his steady climb as he's turned Kentucky into a respectable SEC program, which is not something anybody ever expected from Kentucky football. Now that's that, that's true. The Wildcats <laughs> went 10-3 and last year, the second time the Cats have won 10 games in a season under Stoops in the last four campaigns. Good point. The program had only two 10-win seasons in. 10 win seasons in its history before Stoops showed up. One of them vacated. Yeah, that's okay. While nobody is expecting Kentucky to topple Georgia for the SEC East at this point, it wouldn't be a major upset if they pulled off a win against the Dogs. Um, I mean, it would be a major upset. Yeah, it would be a freaking major upset. Yes, it would be. So, Who wrote this again? Tom Fornelli. 
He's okay, 16. Like Man, the the group of, of coaches right around. He still has Mac Brown at 20, which I don't understand how that's possible. Like, he, well, he only I mean, dropped eight spots after last year. I mean, they were picked to win the Coastal. They were preseason like top 15. And first they, of all, that was they lost way too much of that team to be giving those predictions. I mean, they, they, no disagreement here. They went six and seven though. I mean, they lost. I think they lost their their starting two running backs, like their two best offensive linemen. They lost again. Like their how back. is these top twenty though? That's the point. I know. Well, ridiculous. I mean, what did they do last year? What did they get? They hit a winning record. I think last I year. I just maybe? said they went I, six and seven. I didn't hear what you said. I know. You say a lot. They went six and seven. I listened to everything. What did you say? <laughs> Mario Cristobal of Miami is number 19. Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss is 18. And the claw fence, the Clawster, Dave Clawson, 17. Awful. Get him out of here. Get him out of my face forever. <laughs> is it like one good season at Wake Forest? Ridiculous. Who do you think is number one? Uh, no, not Saban. It'd be Kirby Smart. Nick Saban's number one. Oh, J- not- Jacob's right. You were wrong. No, we're, I mean, Kirby, isn't Kirby the defending national champion? Kirby's number two. Dabo's still three. Whatever, he's done. He's going to be seven next year. Mark it down. Write it down. He's done. It's over. Um, rounding out the top five, Lincoln Riley of USC. Not sure he's really earned that. And well, then, he's earned, I think. I mean, you can argue. We'll see what he does at USC. But this, but 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 we're going on what he's done going into this season, right? Just yeah, judging. Okay. Uh, Jimbo Fisher at five. Whatever. Oh, that one. I don't know. Ryan Day at six. Brian Kelly at seven. Kyle Whittingham at eight. Jim Harbaugh at nine. And Mike Gundy at ten. See... Ryan Day, I don't think, it's, I think he should be a little higher than that. I agree. I mean, the guys what, lost what one Big Ten game, one Big Ten game in like four years. It's pretty good. I mean, Thirty-four and four in four seasons, in three seasons. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. Where do you think Jeff Brom was on this list? Uh, hopefully Louisville next year. Um, I mean, they bounced back and beat beat a Tennessee team with nothing but walk-ons and and and, and non-scholarship kids. I'm going to say twenty-nine. Close thirty. Okay. Uh, they said Jeff Brom, uh, his ranking has been a wild ride since he came to Purdue from Western Kentucky before the 2017 season. Yeah, he was 53 last year, rose 23 spots. Uh, wow. He says, at the start, I was the high man on Brom because I loved his offenses with the Hilltoppers, and my fellow voters began climbing on board after two solid seasons to start at Purdue. We all backed off a bit following a 6-12 and record over the next two seasons, but Purdue's 9-4 and mark last season was the best of Brom's tenure. It was also the first time Purdue has won nine games since 2003 when Joe Tiller was still on the sidelines and Kyle Orton was throwing the ball over the field. Yep, that's pretty, about right. Pretty fair. Probably went to the Alamo Bowl. I thought you were the high guy on Brom. <laughs> no, uh, that. that was your official title. No, that guy's not. That guy's not high enough on Brom. He, and I'm higher on Brom. I'm like I'm so high on Brom. I'm doing butt joints. That's, that's how high on Brom I am. <laughs> I'm butt joint high. Texter says. Uh, <laughs> Texter says Trevor, not for you, Mike. Do you think the Stoops ranking is fair? As much as I hate to admit it, I do. Wait, why, why? Why is this not for me? Because you guessed that he was thirty-six, so I think that, I think your answer is kind of included. <laughs> I mean, sixteen does seem a little high. I may have been a little harsh at thirty-six, but sixteen does seem a little. I mean, as much as I would like to argue otherwise, he's won ten games two of the last four years at Kentucky. Like my entire life, I, we haven't seen Kentucky teams like this, and it doesn't no. help that he's just absolutely beating the absolute bleep out of my favorite team. Three of times in four years yeah but that doesn't matter on the standing it doesn't but i'm still saying like he's i i can't knock the guy as much as i'd like to he's also and had what like one one season over 500 in his own conference well now two two so i mean but like they hadn't it had not happened in either one of our lifetimes ever before he got there no no it hadn't happened until since, since 1977 before he did it like he's doing things that we haven't seen anybody do it uk and we've been laughing and saying it's not never going to happen and i remember when he got the job and they started recruiting so well um, TJ Beisner, friend of the program, was mm-hmm. I was Big texting. Fan. I'm like, how do you think this is going to go? And he's like, 
if it doesn't work now with this guy and the resources we're putting into it, it's just never going to work. And it's working as, as well as it possibly has. Like, like I still don't think UK is going to be like in the playoff next year or anything like that, but they're, there's more excitement around that program than there's ever been in my lifetime. 1950 national champions. He deserves that. Uh, Texas says, Trevor, <laughs> you say a lot, quote, well, it is called the Mike Rutherford Show. Saying things is kind of the point. <laughs> TK and friends. <laughs> um, Texture says, I take full credit for the Jed Fish phenomenon. I am a season ticket. Oh, yeah, this is the, the, the Texture who kind of got this going. I'm a season ticket holder to Arizona football. That's not a joke. I'm a season ticket holder to Arizona football. I'm glad the jokes have spread because I was going to keep spreading them no matter what. I love the Jet Fish thing. I love his to like apologize to or to make sure that we're we're not thinking he's kidding that he's a season ticket holder to Arizona football. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Remember the Desert Storm years of the early '90s? Of course, Ted Bruschi. They were fantastic. Yeah, I mean. Texas Chris Mike, McAllister. Mike, I've got a big old can of shh for you about the ex-assistance. Trevor's right. Once again, why commit to memory what will not remain? <laughs> sure. I'm with you. Uh, Texas, Trevor, who do you think? Oh, my God. Don't do this. What? Don't now. I'm reading it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regret it instantly. Trevor, who do you think the Jokers are tonight on AEW? Honestly, I think the men. Gangrel? I'm sorry, no. The new brood, it's back. The new brood is back. You sent me that tweet. I have no idea what it means, but I'm excited. They're, they're doing indie shows. They're doing some oh. indie show, and, and supposedly they uh, Gangrel showed up with them for them. Oh. Um, That's disappointing. I think the male Joker is going to be Rusev, Amiro, formerly Rusev in WB. Now, Same. You know, um, he's his wife. You would know this. Do you remember the cow? The Florida State girls with the cowboy hats that were really popular. Of course, Jen uh, Sturger. Yes, and the other two. She got uh, Brett Favre penis pictures sent to her. One of those three girls is uh, she's in wrestling is under the name Lana, and her husband is Miro. Oh, okay. Um, she's the, I forget her real name and real off the top of my head now. She goes by uh, she used to go by Lana. I forget what she goes her real name is, but uh, and then yeah, and then Jen with the the, the Brett Favre connection and. Mm-hmm. The other girl, I think, end up doing like modeling of some kind as well. But yeah, they were of course discovered by the creepiness of Brett Musburger on Man, television. The early days of the internet. <laughs> it's so great. Sports internet. <laughs> but uh, I think Miro. I think I think it will be Miro as the man's. I don't. It'll be Miro or Cesaro. Mark Miro. Uh, Miro, just his name. Oh, I thought you meant Mark Miro, who was like married to Sable. He was. He once was named yes uh, Johnny B. Bad in WCW. See, I know Russ. Um, if it's not Miro, it will be. I think maybe hopefully Cesaro, which I'm hoping it is because I love Cesaro. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. The women's, I have no clue. Not, not. I couldn't. I couldn't even guess. Is it Sable? I doubt it's going to be Sable. She's I married, it's not going to be. Sable's married to Brock Lesnar. Did you know that? Did not know that. Yeah, she's been married to him for almost a decade now. It's not going to be Sunny. It's not going to be Tammy Lynn No, Stitch. it's not going to be Tammy Lee Stitch. I believe she's going to jail for a long time. She's going to go to prison for a long time. How they let her get away with like seven DUIs? They were like, she killed somebody, and it was like, it was her eighth DUI. Yeah. I'm like, well, this probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah, welcome to the state of Florida. Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Shout to the Legion of Doom. In, in defense, she didn't have a license. So it wasn't like they gave her a license back. She was still just driving. The same texture says CJ Perry is her real name. Ah, yes. Thank you. Yes. She did a nude scene in a, a Showtime show. Uh, tex- awesome. Texas, let me tell you what Lincoln Riley's going to do at USC. He's going to give Jed Fish a beating every single year. <laughs> well, Welcome to the club. If that's the bar. <laughs> I mean. If that's the bar, I think it'd probably be cleared. That's that's fine. We can do that. It'd be nice to fish. Um. Texture says, if you're the Jazz, do you trade Gobert or Mitchell or both? Well, I hope they trade Mitchell. I trade. want Donovan out of there. I See, I, I kind of like him being in Utah. I don't know why. But I, I would trade. If I'm the Jazz, I'm trading Rudy Gobert. You trade Rudy Gobert, yeah. I mean, it's a given. You probably should have traded him two years ago. And this has nothing to do with, like, the whole COVID thing. He's just he, – it's just 
he's playing in an he's an NBA he's a player that's like ten years in a league that's ten years past what he's what he brings to the table. Exactly. I I love the whole like Donovan doesn't pass to him. Donovan, well, when he passes to him, he sucks. He can't make a layup. He's I mean, not good he's at just, offense. Yeah. I mean, he's he was always been just a defensive player only too. Exactly. Which is fine, but like don't act like he's more. No. And, and the way they the league spread out now, and you you're putting five pretty much guards out there shooting threes. I mean, you just can't have a guy out there that can't guard in the perimeter. It's it's not gonna work. Texture says, does anyone dare ask KP if he will be mimicking the Calipari style of recruiting five stars and running his offense slash defense because it hasn't exactly been regular season slash tourney successful the last few years? I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of craziness to ask KP if he's going to be similar to Calipari. I mean, uh, we talked about this yesterday when we were mentioning, you know, Kenny Payne did the recent interviews with Packer and Durham and WDRB and John Rothstein. Yeah. And there's not, like, there's been some roster construction talk, you know, you hey, you don't have a guard, you, besides L. Ellis, do you think maybe you need to get some guards? There's been some talk about that. But the actual style of play and whether like how much he's going to take from, from John Calipari or how much he's going to take from his experience in the NBA or how much he's going to take from, I don't know, like his time at Oregon. Like, we haven't gotten He was in Oregon for 10 years. He I mean, was a long time. <laughs> it's hard to forget, but yeah. And I'm – and I know that maybe – I feel like we made the same comments yesterday. Like, it's the basketball nerds in us, but – I want to know how we're going to play yeah. because I get asked the question and I've got no idea what to say. I liked that the very first question at his introductory press conference was from Brett Dawson. And he essentially said, like, what style of player are you going to go with? Like, can you tell us a little bit about your ex's nose? Brett's a basketball nerd like we are. Exactly. That's why he's been on the show three times. He's a three-timer. Yeah. And Kenny Payne sort of gave a canned answer just saying, you know, we want to play an exciting style. We want to get up and down. That's what the kids want. We want to let – he's like, I don't want to yada, be yada. hands-on. At the, like, you know, we have to, have to let the kids have their own free reign, which is – it's fine for an introductory press conference. At some point, like I do want to know, like, are you? Do you subscribe to the, the Calipari dribble drive offense? Do you subscribe to the straight man to man, never straying and never going with any sort of zone, never, never going with any gimmicky offense? Are we going to press? Are we going to try to score off the secondary press? What are we going to do, or are we going to cater it to our particular roster from one year to the next? I, I worry that we're not going to get any of these answers till we actually see them on the court. I feel like because I think any question you ask him, he's probably going to keep giving you the recruiting answer, which is what you gave, which is what he gave the first time. Probably I mean, that, that's a recruiting. That's a recruit answer, right? I mean, that's that's a, that's the answer you give that you want recruits to hear. Or if you're still trying to figure it out, I mean, he didn't have a staff at that point. He Maybe he wants to input from somebody out. else. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've been I've got no you, idea. You've been an assistant coach for nearly two decades. You, you I mean, pro and college, obviously ninety nine percent one of the other to the other, but. You have to have an idea of what you think is going to work and what you want to do. You may change that at some point, whether it be this season or in the future, but going into this year, you have to be like a mindset of what you want to do. And and, and it may not be just like we said, it may not be just something, you know, almost a replica of what we saw at Cal. Maybe it's a mix of what he learned from Ernie Kent at Cal and Thibodeau to, to a degree. I mean, it could be a mix of all three, probably lesser of the third, but you know. It'll be interesting. Cause Hopefully, because Tippett is not a good offensive coach. You assume he's going to, I mean, I, he'll do, I'm sure, more interviews throughout the summer. But at the very least, he's going to be asked a, a question like this multiple times at Louisville's Media Day and at ACC Media Days. Like, he's going to hear this again. Like, it hasn't been asked since that introductory press conference. We're going to get it again. And if he does kind of give the same canned answer, I think then we'll be like, okay, we're just going to find out first exhibition game exactly what we're dealing with here. But... I'm very curious. Like, I, I want more details. I, w- I want to know because I do think I'm fine if his defensive philosophy is the same as, as what John Calipari has at Kentucky. I, I, 
I don't want it to be the Mac line. I can tell you that. I'm sure as hell about that. But the offensive thing is is what I'm really, really intrigued by. Because I do think that what Kentucky is doing, and I know they had a good season last year. They just they lost to a 15 seed. It happens. But I do think that what they're doing offensively is becoming outdated. And it's it's hard to have as much success with that unless you have Derrick Rose, John Wall. And even then, it's not the game anymore. Like It's the way that they play where you're reliant on – I mean, if Oscar Sheboy isn't an absolute animal last year, that's just an okay team. It's a good, not great team. Oscar Sheboy had to be quite literally the best player in all of college basketball for them to be a two-seed because they didn't have guards that could – hit the floater with any sort of consistent ability. They didn't get to the rim. They didn't shoot the ball well enough from the outside, outside of Kellen Grady until the last three weeks of the season. And I've got issues with that system if you have the roster that we have right now. I mean, it's kind of, but like I said, I mean, I think it's just a de facto kind of, the easy automatically thing. Because, I mean, I mean Papain, like I said, is coached under several other coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's played for other coaches. I mean, for all we know, I mean, we've talked about him going back to maybe some of the high post big guard look that he played himself with Denny Crum. Sure. I mean, he played in the NBA under Jim Lynham with the Sixers. I believe he played under Doug Moe. I don't know if you know Doug Moe's name, but you know, Doug Moe is a guy who's basically his style in the 80s with the Nuggets is 99% of what NBA teams do today, every one of them. I mean, him and Don Nelson were just light years ahead of their time with that coaching style. And I mean, so he, he played under him, I believe for a year or two in Philadelphia. So I'll meet you right there for a second. You're good. So, I mean, I, I don't think it's just easy. I believe us as Louisville fans to automatically think he's going to be, you know, Cal 2.0 in terms of his coaching, because that's just where your mind automatically goes. But I think I like to think that while there may be some pieces of what Cal does as a coach, in his offense or in his defense, in, in what Kenny Payne does. I like to also think there's going to be bits and pieces of maybe Denny. And like I said, maybe less Jim Lynham because he wasn't that great a coach. But, you know, you know, obviously maybe Ernie Kent a little bit. Ernie Kent, you know, not the greatest coach, but did have some success. And Thibodeau, I mean, if take anything from Thibodeau, maybe take some of the defense. Thibodeau is a, for all you can hate on Thibodeau as a, as a human being and as a coach, he is, you know, has had great success as a defensive coach. You know, you maybe get some of that, and that one year he been he, he spent it with the Knicks. Take from him on that. I mean, so yeah, I like I like to think there's going to be all kinds of bits and pieces, a melting pot, as to, as you could say, uh, of cosmic gumbo. Yes, cosmic gumbo. And he's going to come Almost out. He's probably going to look just like jazz. No, in my luck, he's just going to come out and look just like Cal coaching just everything. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I we just don't know. We don't. That's the the, the long and short of it. And I don't think we're going to get an answer short of like I said, a recruitment like what answer until we actually get on the court and we get to see something. Hopefully, obviously, exhibition games won't tell us a whole lot, but... You're probably right. We don't, And we don't know who we open the season with at this point. Do we? They haven't come that no. far to announce no. that. Uh, schedule, yeah, schedule details are... I know Greer's put in some uh, FOIA requests, and we haven't... He hasn't gotten much uh, right. out of the, the, the contracts that we have out there. Um, Texture says, going back to the PGA discussion that we had with intern Jacob, um, Southern Hills Country Club is actually the place where Whitey Bulger ordered the hit that put him on the FBI's most wanted list. <laughs> Did not know that. Did you know Woody Harrelson's dad was a hitman? No. Yeah, he was. He was. He, got, he actually started, was locked up. Uh, he was a professional hitman for the mob. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Texas Mike apparently Vince Tyree, aka. Come on, guys. Come. Uh, Trevor. I'm, I'm sorry. Come is too much. All right. Uh, AKA Toad post under Cardinal Authority under the name Magic Press. Any truth to that? I've got no idea. I'm not. On, I'm not on the message boards. No, I'm not either. I've got nothing for you on that front. But 
juicy gossip. There you go. Uh, Texas says, did I miss the trivia question for today? No, it's coming, guys. <laughs> we still have It's coming. <laughs> you might hope somebody can answer. We're not getting that much time. Yeah. Uh, Texas public toilet books. Ooh. What? You haven't. Come on. You haven't read the. Like, it's like, they're called like the great toilet book or something. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, I right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's, how have you not. I mean, any red blood American, like, in the last, like, 20 years has probably. How can you've not had one of those in your bathroom? Texas, never forget Levi's, Brett Favre, zero fly jeans. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad look for him. I mean, the, hey, I saw Brett last night and went something about Mary. What's Brett uh-huh. Favre doing here? Here to play the dolphins, you dumbass. <laughs> Throw my favorite line. Texas says, uh, who would you say would be the likely commitment? The Who would you say would be the next likely commitment for basketball and football? Basketball, I mean, no idea. Uh, Keith would have more of a handle on this than I am. I, I know we're recruiting the, the Jalen Lowell, the transfer from Arizona State. I know <laughs> like, like Madden Sankers out there, Javen Simpkins are, are guys that we're recruiting. I'm not sure who, like, I know the football staff has been doing the whole, like, they're hinting things with their tweets. Pierce Clarkson's hinting things with his tweets. They're all doing, like, the, the eyeball emojis yeah. and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, look out, L1's Flyville 23. So somebody, I guess, is coming, but the Keith, who's going to come on Friday, would have more insight on that. Basketball, I don't know. I mean, we know Imani Bates isn't saying anything until mid-June, whatever his decision is. Um, we don't even really know. The thing with Malachi Smith is he has been – the reason why he hasn't been putting out any lists or doing some – like these guys have reached out to me, here's who I'm cutting. He has been saying that he's fully focused on going through the NBA draft process. He was not invited to the Combine. He went through a, a couple of individual workouts. The The buzz is that he is going to, but by the end of the week, officially withdraw his name – uh, from from NBA draft consideration, at that point, I think then you'll see him start talking more about who he's reaching out to or who's reached out to him and potentially taking visits. People I know at the rival site, CardinalSports.com, think that Uvell's in solid shape with him and that things could move pretty quickly. But I guess that would be my answer, just because I haven't heard anything else on anybody else. I know you can say there's examples of NFL players who didn't get right to combine and got drafted and were and have had good careers, but. If you don't get drafted, if you don't even get invited to the NBA Combine, it's a rarity. Yeah, you might want to just just, which is actually more surprising me. He didn't get invited. I'm actually slightly surprised he didn't get invited. But yeah, you might want you might take that and with and be like, yeah, maybe I'll go back to college. I'm trying to. I was Google searching real quick. I was trying to find like who, who the most successful NBA player who did not get a Combine invite. And I can't. Well, have they been? They've been doing the combine NBA like they have been because they used to do them in the camp. Right. It used to be Portsmouth and Chicago, I believe, were the two camps. Exactly. So they were separated. So like you would, yeah, it, it was done di- much di- like you can't compare it to football. Like football is just a, it's it's done it's been done differently. Right. My buddy, um, his then girlfriend, now wife, when they were living in Chicago, she worked at a hospital. And they were all, like during the combine, like they had all the future NBA. So she was like taking the measurements of all these. Like and they didn't even call it a combine. It was just like a. It was like a, it was just like camp or something. It was like the invitational. In, like, yes, the NBA, yeah, yeah. Like, draft it was, invitational. It was Chicago invitational yeah. and Portsmouth invitational. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, but uh, guys did do well in those. I remember Brian Grant booming up the charts when he did well in one of those, and then uh, Kurt Thomas another one. I've got big news for you. You got big news for me. Trinity Baseball District Championship against Highlands Latin has been postponed until tomorrow.
Highlands Latin. I know. I saw that in the two seat. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what this school is. Highlands Latin? Like, is it a Latin school? Back in my day, it was just Atherton, Seneca, and Wagner with us. I, mean, I don't know what's going on with these a, new schools. Who teaches Latin? Get Latin out of here. Highlands Latin. It's a dead language. You'll have to wait until Friday at 5 p.m. for that game to take place. It sounds like, though, rain moving out of the area. I say yeah. this just for Jeff Greer, who's desperate to let people know that the, <laughs> the racing Louisville FC game tonight, the weather's going to be perfect. Don't be afraid of the rain. Make it out to Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic night. We love our ladies. Go racing. Let's get a dub tonight. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. I've got, uh, we, we haven't talked about the draft lottery yet. We have to do that. Your Pacers screwed again. You're going to have Always. thoughts. It's going to be exciting. I'm sure you have some sort of wildly inappropriate story to tell as well. And we haven't done it yet, so you know we're doing it. We're giving away the tickets in the next segment. Trivia question coming up next. Yeah, Keep bang, it locked bang. right here. Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next here on 1450 The Big X. Oh, yeah, oh. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Reminder, you can find the podcast of every second of every show wherever you can find podcasts. Just search 1450 Big X. You'll find it there. And you can also go to the website, BigXSportsRadio.com. They got all the podcasts there. You can also stream the show every day live from there or wherever you stream shows, whatever app you use. Maybe we can get on YouTube. It's been nine months now, I think, since that, uh, that, that, that vision was laid out for me. And well, that wasn't a deciding factor when you decided. <laughs> well, they made it seem like it. They, uh, yeah. They were, I was told that we're going to have cameras placed here. We're going to do this whole thing, and uh, we. Have, I haven't seen the. No steps have been taken recently. It, since then, also the uh, the the office across from us, which was Troy's, was beginning to be turned into a studio, which has been kind of like abandoned like halfway done and left yeah it's like i'm fine with that that place is tiny i know that'd be very close fit for it. You I, mean, I like it it's, that's way too close we're gonna like you and dabbo in that court recruit we're in this picture i don't want to do a show that way <laughs> you just sit on my lap do a show uh real quick updated uh college world series national championship odds according to DraftKings. where would you guess that louisville ranks on the current odds to win the cws trevor uh i would say tw- 20 I mean come on dude 20, listeners here that probably I mean moron uh, 27 to 1 I, I meant where do you think they rank as far as like teams most likely like first choice second choice third choice fourth choice etc wherever 27 to 1 ranks uh, well, I'm gonna say I'm, I'll say uh 16th they're 10th the 10th oh. choice they are 25 to 1 so Good guess. R- okay. Right around there. Tennessee currently the favorite. Well, I was close. Yeah, 25 to 1. I was better off on that one. Uh, Tennessee currently the favorite. They are 4 to 1 uh, 
followed by Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, LSU, Vanderbilt, Stanford, Texas, Texas Tech, and then the Cards. So the U of L, despite not being the highest ranked team in the ACC, they are the uh, the team in the ACC with the best odds to win it all. Um, they're followed closely up though, right on that list by Virginia, Miami, and Notre Dame. Virginia Tech, by the way, is uh, tied for the fifteenth choice at thirty to one. The team that we just uh, dropped two of three to in Blacksburg last weekend. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee, they were good in the past, right? They're usually good. They invest a lot in the in the baseball program. I knew they did, but I just I felt like I hadn't seen them like in like the top of competition of like like because that's where and that where Chris Burke went. Yes, it was. That's what I thought. But I mean, I I, I feel like I just remember them being better at like so, like but they've been recently like more competitive at like softball than have anything else. They yeah, I mean they're, they're always good. They're one of those programs. I mean, again, we'll like have I just conversation again. I feel like I hadn't seen their name in like ten. It's been like a long time since I've seen their name in like the terms of like the best teams in said year well they went to the college world series last year oh did they okay i know that but i I think i feel crunchy well no i I think you're right though (laughs) i'm pretty sure it had been a while before that because they were a big deal when i was like in high school and college yeah yeah and um i think they kind of fell off a little bit after that i think them like arkansas really good programs a lot of college world series appearances never won it it's hard to do well florida state's right there too right um let me see actually florida state don't they don't they have the record for most College World Series appearances without a title? Yes. I'm worried now that I said that. Like 78, I think, or something like that? Uh, Tennessee has been to one, two, three, four, five College World Series. They've never won it. They were the runner-up in 1951. Wow. <laughs> and, of course, pre, what, 2006, it was the, it was done way differently. Too. Right. But you're right. So they had been, to, before 2019, their last NCAA tournament appearance had been 2005. So they oh, went 14 so they had been years. A big stretch, yeah. They went 14 years without even making the NCAA tournament. So that's a, it's a big deal. That was with you. I remember like growing up. I was like, I just remember them. Like, t- you think college baseball? I mean, you thought kind of Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was the Chris Burke Tennessee, thing or, Miami. I mean, those were like the two schools that always kind of came to my mind right away. I also remember the kid from uh, Valley Sports when won, won the Little League World Series, like the best player, uh, Zach Osborne. Yeah, he ended yeah. up being a star at PRP. Went to Tennessee. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. He's the only one that got drafted, I think, of that group, didn't he? Did he even get drafted? I thought he got drafted by the Do- like in like late round, but like the Dodgers. He may have. I know he didn't make he, it. No, he never made MLB. He may, I think he, the best he ever did was probably like single like uh like double A, maybe at best. The guy who drew a bird earlier and sent into the text line has now added uh Tom Crean eyes to the bird. He's just letting us know. How's that Tom Crean eyes? Just crazy red eyes. That should be a song like Betty Davis eyes. Yeah. He's got Tom Crean eyes. All right, let's give away some tickets. Let's Just do it. give them away. I wish we had some music right there because we didn't. <laughs> there was nothing to add to that. We are giving away. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. It's the Pick the Headliner contest. We're doing it every day this week. We've partnered with the promoters of Louder Than Life and Bourbon <laughs> Beyond to give away single-day passes to both festivals. You, every day, are going to have a chance to win this contest and then pick the headliner that you want to see. We're doing it a different way every single day. We had UofL trivia on Monday. We had uh, Trevor in-show trivia yesterday, which I thought that was a good idea. And then today, we're going with trivia for one of the acts that you can possibly see at Bourbon and Beyond or Louder Than Life. And I picked this out before the start of the show. Did not know that Trevor was going to be playing Pearl Jam it all day Pearl long, Jam day. but it is going to be a Pearl Jam trivia question. You, you did help me, though, because I was kind of like torn between uh, today was going to tomorrow's going to be Allison Chains Day. I won't be here. for okay. that, unfortunately. You won't. You're gone. But uh, and I love Alice and they're, they're two by far my one A and one B favorite grunge bands. So I, I'd already done the music, but I was like, yeah, let's just do Pearl Jam today. And it worked out perfectly. So the winner of today's contest will be the first person who successfully texts in to the Thornton sex line 502. 414-1450. 
the correct answer to this question. Pearl Jam decided before making one album that they were not going to make music videos for any song on that album. What was that album? No music videos for any of the songs on this album. We'll say we played one of the songs off that album today. 502-414-1450. First person to correctly text that in. You're correct. And you're going to be the winner. Wasn't this song, though. This one song that out. This was a remake of Mother Love Bone. The first answer was Mookie Playlock. <laughs> I told you this actually the other day, and you had known this. We have the correct answer. I like. I, I do. I I applaud the guys who text in the answer, and then uh, he's like start like responding with other albums, like try to get as many answers in as possible. <laughs> he's throwing in album names. <laughs> but we have uh, we we have it. We have the correct answer. We have a winner. Uh, we will get in touch with that person. That's not take long at all. No, I, I was uh, the answer. Correct answer is versus. Yeah, which is their which is their second album. For those who don't know, um, it's also called the Pearl Jam album, but it's the, the, the real name is versus. Yes. So congratulations to you, sir or madam. We will be in contact with you. We'll get your uh, your information there. And, and this, the song "Daughter" was what I played off that album earlier. Okay. So texture just says Pearl Jam. Um, <laughs> reminder that uh, tomorrow's contest is going to be, we're not going to have anything on air as it actually happens. It's going to be a drawing based on people who have either sent a uh, tweet to Trevor of a picture of themselves not smiling or sent me an email of themselves not smiling. All of you will be entered into a drawing. We'll draw one name. We'll pick that person and they will win tomorrow's contest. Just wanted to give podcast listeners, people who can't listen to the show live for whatever reason, an opportunity to be a part of this as well. And then Friday, we'll get back to doing something throughout the course of the show, during the course of the show. Uh, tomorrow's show, Trevor is out. Yeah, I'll be, I will be out. I'm, I'm sorry. We'll have Matt McGavick from Louisville You'll Report be the on. OG st- you have Douglas Wolverton with you. I'm excited to have Douglas producing the show. You're gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna talk to Douglas and make him talk on the air? Yeah. Because he, he won't, I mean, he, he can, he'll open up if you, if you, if you like, Give him a push. I know he likes. He's like a political junkie. Like he's a American he, history. He knows guru. a lot of good. Re- uh, a lot of wrestling. He knows a lot of good uh, political history in terms of uh, the elections, vice president and current presidents. But can he talk sports? You got to keep it like anything. Nothing like after like nineteen eighty eight ish. Okay. Well, like if you, I, I, it's going to be an issue for a show in twenty. You can talk to him about the time he was at IU with Isaiah Thomas. And they were buddies. We are. We've done that off air. We have, I, yeah. I enjoyed that conversation. Uh, he was. Uh, he. I believe he. You know. He was. He was a football player at Seymour. Um, I believe. I want to say he went to. I could be wrong about that. I'm probably him. Um. He. Uh, he. He's. He. I dare you to, okay. to challenge him not to name every member off the 1960 Cleveland Browns team. I probably won't. He's got it. I'm probably not going to do that. He nails it. I don't think that would be fantastic radio. My uncle actually used to have a football signed by that team. Texas Mookie Blaylock was the reason for the name of the album Ten. The text line is just slowly becoming you. It's true. Like I have people say I've slowly have become you. Now the text line is just adopting all of the Trevorisms. They're just throwing out random facts that if they've probably if he didn't hear it from you, it just crept into his subconscious. Like you kinda you kinda mock somebody text you, you go to Texture just Pearl Jam. The album was actually is kinda known as the Pearl Jam album. Oh, I didn't know that. But it's officially I thought it was somebody trying to be fun. No, it's officially named Versus. But like some people have just referred to it as like a self titled album in some ways. Okay. I think it's getting that name. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I asked you this earlier. I haven't watched this movie recently, but I think I might go back to it. It's been a while. It's a James Cameron film. Uh, or Kurt Cameron. Or Kurt Cameron. Cameron Crowe. I can't screw all my names up. One of the Camerons. Yeah, who is is from Seattle, uh, way ahead of the uh, the grunge movement. Uh, Pearl Jam was actually played a fictional band in a movie in the 1990s. Singles. That's correct. I remember. But can you name the band? No. I've got no idea. They were called... Never even heard of the movie. Citizen Richard. 
but they didn't say it, Richard. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Matt Dillon was Richie? the lead, Matt Dillon was the lead singer. Awesome. That's uh, an okay movie. We've got about five minutes here because we have to get out a little bit early today. I do want to get your reaction to last night's the NBA draft lottery uh, drawing. You, I, I think you said at the end of yesterday's show the Pacers had the third best odds to get the number one pick. They did. How'd that work out for you? Worked out because they got the last pick they could available get because of lottery <laughs> pool. They got the sixth pick. Frozen. Shocking, right? Yeah. Frozen, are you are you claiming conspiracy here? Frozen envelopes out there. Yes. This is obviously the NBA trying to screw us over again. They did it. They did it in '83. They did it in '85. They royally screwed. I mean, I, I think we should still get like flowers and candy every Valentine's Day for the way they screwed us in '99. I mean, it's just just horrific. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I wasn't. Not to mention now because where we've landed, it seems to be consensus that we're going to take in shade and sharp. Oh really? I've got my whole life, thankfully, knock on wood, without the, what the Pacers ruining their roster with UK players on it. And now this will be back to back years they brought in the UK. And it's going to be one that you have no idea if he's doing good or not because he's never played. Yeah. I think he's probably, like, based on his highlights, I think he's awesome. And is it a I've co- got, I don't, can't tell you for sure. And is it a coincidence? We have our worst record since 1987, and it was the first year we have a UK player on the roster. Wow. Probably. A I mean, coincidence? I don't know. So the, the draft order last night the Magic will have the first pick, the Thunder will have the second pick, Rockets, Kings, and Pistons will round out the top five. I mean, there's. The strap is a weak draft. Too. You and I were texting about this last it's night. Good. It's the first time since the Anthony Bennett draft, which was the weakest draft in recent memory. Can you name me any good players from that draft? There's only three. Steven Adams. Barely. Because he was drafted ahead of Gorgie, and I famously got called out on the text line for my tweet from that Obviously, night. Obviously, Giannis is the stud of that draft. Who's the third? The second would be C.J. McCollum, probably the second best player of that draft, okay. who went 10, and the third would be Peyton Siva. <laughs> it was the second to last pick by the Pistons. Hey, they just needed more of a shot. They just needed more of a shot. Gorey was in that draft too. I, yeah, I know that draft. I mean, I feel like that draft, like this one, I don't think you're going to. I mean, somewhere you're going to get somebody that maybe comes out like Giannis, but I feel like I look at this draft and I feel like it's just a buttload of role players. See, I think the top just, four can all be really good. I mean, it could be. I mean, you can be good, but you're just a role player at best. I mean, just a guy that's going to be in the NBA for ten years and. I disagree. I don't that. see any superstars at all in this draft. Like the the 2010 draft, maybe Jabari. The or the, the 2013 draft. I mean, you, you also forget. Like, yeah, it was a bad draft, but Anthony Bennett still shocked everybody. Like nobody thought he was oh, going yeah. number one. Like most mock drafts had him like eight to twelve. Yeah, and it was like that was a, a stunning thing. It would be a stunner if one of four guys isn't taking one. I think most people are saying you know it's Chet, Paulo, or um, Jabari Smith. I think Jaden Ivey is kind of sneaking he's his really way up there. up, yeah. He's got that span. I love Jaden Ivey. Chicago yeah. boy, I think he's fantastic. I think any one of those four guys can be stars. Actually, I, I take it back. I don't know about Chet Holmgren. Like, I I see. I like Chet. I like Chet. Chet's a guy I like seeing as somebody who's going to be in the NBA again, a decade or plus maybe. So who do you take at one if you're Orlando? Jabari. I think he has the best chance of being a superstar in this group. I do too. Um, I think the I, think, I don't know if he will be, but I think he has the best chance at it. My guy Ricky O'Donnell, who I uh, worked with at SB Nation, he, he follow, does mock drafts, goes way in depth. He's got Paulo Bancaro going number one. He thinks he's the best possible pro. I don't know how he. I, don't know I think he can be really good. I just I, I think Jabari's better slightly. Here's the problem. But one of those two would be my pick, and then Jaden Ivey, close third. Can 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 Rancho control the ball? Can he can he can he put the ball in his hand and go one on one? Yeah. From yeah. the perimeter. I'm not, I don't know. I don't think he can do it at an NBA level. I do. I, I think we'll see. It could be wrong. He's, if you can't do that, he, then you have will. to shoot threes because it's the only two ways you can get in the NBA now is you've got to be able to go one-on-one from the, one-on-one or you have to be able to shoot threes. I definitely think Bancaro and Jabari both can do that. Jabari's probably, Jabari can do it. He can he's shoot a better three. outside shooter now than, than Bancaro is. 
At Holmgren, I well, just way better actually. I think. I mean, Texas says Rancho. Like you, you never listen to Trevor. Trevor's not going to pronounce his name right. He, he's not giving him credit. Yeah, it's he's Rancho Cungamunga. Like people who cover the draft and follow this way more than I do, they all like like are believers in Chet Holmgren. I I liked watching him play. He's definitely like a unicorn. I still like. I can see him being a good NBA player. I can't see him being a superstar. But look. We talked about it in the last hour. I've been wrong about this stuff many, many times before. I remember it's when, just so it's just such a weird skill set and body. I remember when well, I remember when Sean Bradley came out. I'm like, yeah, there's no way this guy's seven six yet, but he weighs 100 pounds. And you can say what you want about Bradley. Holmgren's not seven six though. No, he's not. He's seven foot though. But and you say what you want about Bradley. He also was one of the better shot blockers in the NBA for about a decade and a half. He was, and I think and he Holmgren, played in the league. Now was he number two pick worthy? I mean. Probably not. I'd have to look at that draft as well. But I mean. The thing that I'm curious about is he had to defer so much to Drew Timmy because Timmy's clearly a better college player who played well, yeah. the same natural position as him last year. It was almost an odd fit. Like He's not going to be in that situation in the NBA, and some people think he'll thrive in that role. I just, I've got no idea. Uh, we got to get out here early. So real quickly, we've got uh, NBA Tonight, Western Conference Game Finals, number one. We were wrong yesterday. Can we be wrong again? Uh, Warriors taking on the Mavs. Do the, does the Mavs momentum from their blowout of the Suns continue, or do the Warriors continue to be a wrecking ball this postseason? Who do you got? Golden State wins this game, wins Series 4-2. You're all in on the Warriors. I kind of am, too. I No, I, I mean, there's yeah, I'm, there's no doubt to me. I mean, they're, they're good. They've, made, they've taken their foot off the break a little bit against Memphis, but no, they're the I main. If they don't win, it's because they get cold. I mean, they're, they're no, they're, no one's beating them. They're beating themselves. I think that's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. 9 o'clock TNT. I'll say the Warriors win, too, but I think it's back and forth. I'll say it's a very close game. They win yeah, by three. Yeah. I'll say Warriors win, Maps covered. That's my pick. Flames win tonight. Go up one nothing on. Do you know who they're playing? Oh, well. It's another Canada team. Ottawa? Edmonton. Edmonton. <laughs> Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs> I, the team that you think Ottawa is, the Carolina Hurricanes, are taking on the Rangers also at 7 o'clock uh, on ESPN. Hey, sounds right. They are in it still. <laughs> I'm gonna say the, I'll, I'll say the Flames win. I'll say the Rangers pull a mile upset over the Hurricanes. There we go. Well, we're probably wrong about all those things. Who cares? Tomorrow, Trevor's out. Matt McGavick of Louisville Report will be with me at the OG studio in Jeffersonville. We're going to have a fantastic time. You'll hear way more sports for those three hours than you're used to. Uh, if you like that, get excited about it. If you miss it, Trevor will be back on Monday. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3. Have a fantastic Wednesday night.